Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. Very simple question. Do the American people care more about the laptop from hell? Or do they give more of a shit about jobs? Hmm. I wonder, I wonder, I just wonder if the Republicans have got the memo that this morning when the jobs report came out, It's a record of 50 years of full employment. It's a record number, a record number, crushing the expectation, crushing the expectation, regardless of what bullshit they make up about inflation and gas prices and gas stoves and M&Ms and laptops and top secret documents hidden in a Corvette, no matter what they make up. There's one thing that they cannot run away from. The American economy is strong. Now, does it have its issues? Absolutely. Do we have do we have corporate greed that is still still putting inflation at numbers that is ridiculous? Absolutely. Grocery prices and prices that are affecting America everyday Americans pockets. Of course we do. Do you expect The America First Nazi Party, who is way more focused on a laptop and Marjorie Taylor Greene saying that an elementary school in Illinois received $5 billion for wokeism. Do you really think they're serious? Do you really think they're serious about coming up with ways to make this economy even better? No. No, the answer is no. Absolutely fucking not. Kevin McCarthy goes to um, what he thinks is negotiate with Joe Biden, (laughs) doesn't bring a budget. And he thinks that he's in a good position to tell the president of the United States what to do. He thinks he's in an excellent position. And then the jobs numbers dropped this morning. Even Fox News had to put the jobs numbers up. I mean, they spent as very, very few seconds on these job numbers. I mean, breezed way over it. They put them up on the screen. I got to hand it to them. (laughs) Even they can't ignore the fact that when Democrats are in control, when Democrats actually are the policymakers, that we elect to our govern our government to govern their economies do well 
Now, can it be better? Of course it can be. Of course it can be. But do you think it's going to get any better? Or do you think it's going to get worse? With the America First Nazis controlling the, the United States House of Representatives. What's your guess? Well, we don't have to guess. We know. We know what's going to happen. The first thing they did was do political theater to imaginary or get rid of 87,000 imaginary jobs. You remember this? They told this lie. They manufactured this crisis all year last year during the midterms that there was going to be almost 90,000 IRS agents that are going to come to your house with badges and guns and take your money and your liberty at gunpoint. Because the IRS had hired an army overnight of woke, of mother wokers with badges and guns. (laughs) It didn't exist. It's not a thing. There wasn't 87,000 IRS agents. And they passed a bill to fire all of them. And they thought they were cool because they passed a bill to fire all of them, even though it's not going to go anywhere. They think they accomplished something, though. Their sheep think they accomplished something. The people who still believe them, who are still buying the bullshit, who continue to perpetuate American fascism, which is MAGA, which is Trumpism in this country. Speaking of that, I have a special guest today. And we've had him on the show before. He's a great friend, the show. Actor Jeremy London. Uh, He joined us, I think it was almost a year ago he joined us. And he talked about politics with us. But he he sent out a tweet. Um, I think it was a couple weeks ago. About his dad, who was a Trump supporter. And Jeremy's going to come on today and tell us the story because I think I think this is a significant um, movement that is happening. And it's going to take a long time and it's little by little. We have to chip away at this. In this country. But to get folks to admit to their delusion, because I think that's the key here. But Jeremy's going to tell us the story of his dad who was a Trump supporter in many conversations being (laughs) untrumped. I guess you would put it being untrumped. So Jeremy's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. I'm excited to have Jeremy. Also, he has um, some exciting news. Uh, If you guys are Kevin Smith movie and 90 movies um, uh, (laughs) fanatics, uh, you're going to like this news that he has of a possible sequel. Uh, So stay tuned today and you'll see Jeremy tell us not only about his dad's story, but about a possible sequel uh, from uh, the filmmaker Kevin Smith and all you 90s movie lovers. Uh, So uh, hopefully we'll we'll talk about that a bit when Jeremy joins us. So these jobs numbers are um, fantastic. It's going to be something that is really going uh, to weigh on the House Republicans. And the reason why is because they're not going to want to address this. The entire reason 
that they got elected in their gerrymandered districts is because they lied to their constituents that the economy is shit and it's horrible. And oh my God, Joe Biden's destroying the country. Folks, we are we are not even 30 days from them taking 15 votes to elect the Speaker of the House. Kevin McCarthy having to give away his entire speakership to the America First Nazi Caucus in the House. And here we are with job numbers. Here we are with job numbers that are going to bring their narrative to a screeching halt as long as we do our jobs. Because we have to do our job in our democracy, which is engage in it. It's engaging it. Now, the economic situation in this country always, always gives the worst results to the most challenged. And that should be addressed. And I believe that if we were to have a Congress, especially the House of Representatives, that was made up of serious policymakers that we could address those issues. I believe the big bird bill, the education bill that they called build back better, but it was an education bill. I believe an education bill could set this country on the right path towards success and to stave off future deep recessions. Now, the economy is going to ebb and flow. But if we had an education bill in this country that was comprehensive, paired along with an immigration bill that was comprehensive in this country, we would see that corporations would finally understand why it is worth their while and investment to pay folks. A decent wage. Because as we celebrate these job numbers, because I think we should run laps on this one. You know, I don't I don't come here and praise Joe Biden. I barely mention his fucking name, folks. I don't need to talk about the success of serious policymakers. And people who are serious about delivering for the American people. I don't have to do that. That's not my job. My job is to use narrative and messaging to protect the American democracy from people who want to tear it down, not build it up. Why would I need to protect our democracy from people who fundamentally want to build our democracy up and make it stronger for the American people. That's what I believe the pro-democracy coalition is all about. I believe that it is a big enough coalition that we can force fascism in this country, or as most people would refer to it, Trumpism, or MAGA, or as I refer to it, the America First Nazi Party, to crawl back underneath their rock. And today's jobs report is just one example 
of what happens when you have a serious group of people who are really serious about policy, really serious about the economic conditions of America, and serious about delivering results for the American people, not corporations, not businesses, because folks, at the end of the day, if the American people have more equity in the economy, and what I mean by that is making more fucking money, the majority of people get more of the GDP. It is our GDP, by the way. Just like this is our government, that gross domestic product does not belong to those corporations. It is built on our labor and our workforce. It is ours. We do not, we do not have to give it away to them. The greedy corporations, that is, and the 1%. That is our GDP. But what happens when you elect a serious group of people? Now, you may have your disagreements. You may not meet all the way on all policy measures. You may be frustrated that they're not as left or as right as you. But when you elect a serious group of people who are interested in using our democracy, our governing body, as a way to deliver equity and equality to the American people in all shapes and forms, not just race, race equity, equity and equality, but economic equity and equality, which also plays into the race factor. But when you deliver, use democracy in a way, serious people, Serious policymakers, not not social media influencers, not people who are trying to get famous like Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Goetz and Jim Jordan. People who are interested in delivering a society that can be better than it was the, the, the decade before. And setting it up to where next decade it can get even better. And we can move towards more equity and inequality through liberty and diversity. I believe when you put serious people in charge over a long period of time, it has a huge difference in the outcome and the results. And what it means to be free, what it means to be a democracy, and what it means to have liberty. Now, I know that the America First Nazi Caucus in the House of of Representatives right now is only going to be one of focused on Corvette documents and laptops. Completely understand. I get it. They're not serious people. At all. And even if they are, they're not even pretending to be serious. So nothing serious will happen over the next two years. Matter of fact, the only serious thing that they'll do is they're seriously considering killing our economy by not increasing the debt ceiling. They will seriously consider destroying our fucking country by not keeping our government open and operational. Their fucking job. That that is their job but they w- they seriously will consider not doing their job that is how unserious they fucking are 
So as we approach these manufactured crises by the America First Nazi caucus in the House, because that is where the that is where <laughs> these crises are manufactured right now. These these manufactured crises in the House of Representatives under the leadership of the America First Nazi Party and Donald Trump himself. We will begin to see the difference between serious policymakers and policymakers who do not give a fuck about the American people. That is the difference we will see. We also have Bonehead of the Week today. Today's Friday. If you're a new listener here, which welcome, welcome, welcome to the Tony Michaels podcast and the Fuckem fam. Speaking of the Fuckem fam, oh my, I want to thank you so much for all the new supporters on Patreon. What a great, what a great feeling it is that you guys truly support this content. Uh, this content is absolutely free. I broadcast it for free for you to watch two hours every single weekday, Monday through Friday. I will never change that. I don't believe. I don't believe I'll ever change that this show is 100% free for you to download, listen, live, rewatch on replays on as many platforms as I possibly can stream it on. But I so appreciate the support because you are the best audience in the world. But I so appreciate the support and the supporters, all of you on Patreon, whether you're in the five, 10, or 20 dollar tier. The $20 tier is the shout-out VIP tier, and I have some shout-outs today. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I did a video, and it's being edited, and I'm going to post it on social media also with the shout-out on it. So all of you who, who are in the shout-out VIP tier, be watching for that video on social media platforms. I'll, I'll post it across the platforms. I'll post it on Patreon first for you guys to see it, and then I'll post it on social media so you can go share it around whichever social media platform that you use, whether it's Facebook or, or YouTube or, or Twitter, Instagram, whichever one that you prefer, we'll post it there. But I got some shout outs here. We got Brandon. We got Britt. We got Brooke, the BBB. Brandon, Britt, Book, Janzy, Chris E. Margie, Midas, Robin, and MJ. Thank you so much. And there's your shout out. Thank you so much uh, for being supporters of the Patreon and continue to support this show and independent media. Listen, we could not do this. We could not do this without you uh, in independent media, without your support. Um, and it's not just it's not just going to Patreon. And if you want to check out the Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash thetonymichaels or go to thetonymichaels.com and you can check it out there. You can go look at it. I, I post some things publicly. And some things are just for the patrons. So go check it out. See what you see what you like. The lowest tier is $5. And we're going to have some new tiers. I got some new ideas that I want to do for you guys as the audience. But just come watch. Come watch. Come listen. Lend your ears. Lend your eyeballs to exactly what the America First Nazi Caucus in the House of Representatives is trying not to do for you as American citizens. Because as we get these jobs numbers today and we watch what happens when a serious group of people try to do serious policy for the American people, what the outcome and results are, we are going to watch in the House of Representatives over the next two years what the results of one part of our government being filled full of unserious fascist people. 
That's what we're going to find out. And we are not going to look away here. I'm not going to ignore. I have had some people like, oh, why are you giving Marjorie Taylor Greene a platform? Why are you giving these people? Listen, it's not giving them a platform. They have a platform that in an echo chamber. We're going to talk about it with Jeremy London and how his dad finally realized that the echo chamber was real. And what it took to get him there. They already have their echo chamber, folks. Fox News, OAN, Newsmax. It doesn't matter if on if it's on direct TV or not. They can download the fucking app. It's the, the fucking Newsmax, Newsmax app is free. It doesn't cost a goddamn thing for them to watch that garbage. So you are we are not platforming them when we talk about them. What we are doing is exposing them by giving it correct context in which their fucking boneheadedry lives. And we're going to do that today also on Bonehead of the Week because we got some great boneheads that we're going to go through. I don't know if you've seen uh, Gabe Sanchez's um, a tweet, but apparently uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is um, uh, a whiny, scared little bitch, um, which is not surprising. Not surprising since, you know, he's such a cowardice murderer. Um, it's not surprising that that would be what he would do is run away from being served for a lawsuit, a civil lawsuit. That's not, it's not surprising at all. Um, and also another thing that I hope to talk about today um, is Kevin McCarthy. Did you watch this little clip? This is, this is fucking fantastic gold. And I, I suggest that anyone out there who is not using this little clip in the, in their threads, in their comments, um, everywhere. I mean, everywhere you see Ashley Babbitt's name or Ashley Babbitt's mom or any kind of that bullshit where she was murdered and she's a hero. She's a fucking traitor. She's a fucking traitor. And she was threatening with a mob, a violent mob of insurrectionist and terrorist our government's lives, our government officials' lives. This is not out of the realm of reality where people are threatening our government officials' lives, where someone has to use deadly force. What do you fucking think the Secret Service surrounding the President of the United States and the Vice President are for? Have you have you lost your fucking mind? Have you even watched the films? Of JFK having his fucking head blown off in Dallas. Do you understand why in this country. Watching Bobby Kennedy get killed. Martin Luther King Jr. Do you understand why Gabby Giffords getting shot in the face. At a, at a grocery store. At an event for her campaign. If you want to talk about recent history. Jesus Christ. Even Steve Scalise getting gunned down by a lunatic on a baseball field. And you're wondering why we have to protect political members of our government? Just recently, some MAGA Republican trumped up uh, uh, candidate for state office in New Mexico, Pena, 
firing guns and hiring four other people to fire guns into people's houses. And you're standing around wondering why. Why Ashley Babbitt was shot in the face? Get the fuck out of here with this nonsense. Kevin McCarthy understands it. Oh, he understands it very well. And the reason why Kevin McCarthy stands in front of a microphone as the Speaker of the House and says, no, she was not murdered. That force was justified against Ashley Babbitt. The reason why Kevin McCarthy says that is because he would want that officer to use deadly force to protect him. That's why. That's why he says that. I'm sure Kevin McCarthy's life has been threatened, which is really fucking stupid, that anyone would threaten to kill any politician. The dumbest thing ever. We can beat them with our ideas, folks. We can beat them with our ideas. We do not have to use violence. And when we protest, we can do it peacefully. We do not have to use violence. There is plenty of us. And when you talk about using weapons in politics, the best weapon of all is the weapon of the ballot. That is what moves democracies forward. That is what sets our democracy apart. And yes, you could argue access to the ballot needs to be more. We need to un-gerrymander these districts. Frankly, I think Democrats need to gerrymander their own districts. Fuck them. Fuck them. You going to do gerrymandering? You goddamn right we are too. In these blue states, box every fucking red district out. Every fucking one of them. Fuck them. Do it. You want to play the game? We'll play the game. If you if you want to get serious policymakers in a situation where we can undo gerrymandering, do you think it's a good idea to let a bunch of fucking fascists who only get elected when they gerrymander districts, who only hold the House of Representatives by a handful of votes, by electing people like George Santos because they gerrymander fucking districts, you think they're going to undo gerrymandering when that's the only way they hold even half of one branch of our government? Get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. It is time... That we fight with every tool we have. But we do not need to use violence. There is plenty of us. And I don't know if you've seen this uh, video that I posted. There's a new video. We, we talked about one. Oh my God, this is. I call him Yal Qaeda. Some people call him Gravy Seals. But it's this guy. And he's a trumped up white dude in camo. And he's got, you know, he's got airsoft guns. He looks like a fucking idiot. He's got all kinds of knives and shit. And he's, he's assaulting dummies, like literal mannequins. It's, it's really fucking dumb. I mean, it's fucking stupid. But today the sequel dropped on Twitter. <laughs> and um, I just can't believe this guy has not shot himself in the fucking face yet with these airsoft guns. I believe that's what they are. I mean... They're so fucking fake and such frauds that they can't even use real guns uh, when they're doing their little, I don't know, 
fucking fascist takeover cosplay. I have no idea what this shit is. It's fucking hilarious, though. He In this one video, he hugs a mannequin. So I hope, I hope and pray we can get, maybe we'll get to it in the Rittenhouse part. Because I believe if Kyle Rittenhouse doesn't end up somewhere uh, in a cell or something, that's probably what he's going to end up doing. Is standing in his yard, shooting airsoft guns at a bunch of fucking mannequins. So uh, hopefully we'll get to that little piece of tape that we can go to. But again, I want to tell you, we're going to have, we got a great guest coming your way at the bottom of the hour. We're almost there. Um, and we're going to talk about, speaking of Trumpism and tra- talking about people who believe the lies, we're going to talk about someone who has unwound some of those lies in their dad's mind. Maybe, maybe change the course and direction of their dad's life from here on out to see the light, because I don't think that every single Trumper is some sort of Hitler-loving fascist. I just believe they've been mind-fucked, and we're going to talk about that with actor Jeremy London when we come right back. Don't go anywhere. Jeremy London, right after this break. We'll be right back. Mark, 60 seconds. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Are you numb and alone after storming the Capitol? Have you been left out in the cold after stealing Nancy Pelosi's mail? Do you feel exposed to a government that doesn't share your patriotic values? If any of these describe you, then you're in luck. Hi, I'm Paul Gosar, and thanks to my new product, Pardon Blanket, I've got you covered. Pardon Blanket specifically works to make you feel safe and cozy after your involvement on January 6th. And if you're one of the other members of Congress who also helped with the attempted coup, Pardon Blanket will protect you too. Pardon Blanket is made of a sort of soft fleece and a layer of sheep's wool. And they're 100% made in the USA. Don't delay and get your Pardon Blanket today for just $99.99. Actual pardons not guaranteed. Jumping back into it, this is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Baby, it's cold outside. God damn. Cold everywhere. People wearing their fucking sweaters on the beach and shit. God damn. Seen some videos this morning of people ice skating down their driveways in Texas. Ice exists in Texas. Well, let me ask: Is 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 Cancun Cruise in Cancun? Since there's just a tad bit of ice in Texas, I don't know. Maybe we should uh, check on Ted Cruz. He's probably in Washington. He's not going to go home. Uh, he's terrified of snow and ice. Um, and everyone's talking about it in the chat of how cold it is everywhere. It's f- f- fucking cold. It's fu- yesterday. It wasn't bad here. The day before it was cold. Tomorrow, today it's going to be fucking cold. Look, I, I tried to take my outdoor walks in the afternoon, and this cold weather is really fucking it up. Okay, we got to get this shit under control. Gabe Sanchez joins us. Actor Jeremy London joins us. Fellas, I'm glad to have Jeremy London back on the show. Gabe, how about you? I'm super excited. I, I'm glad because Jeremy, there's a couple things I want to talk about. Number one, uh, Sir Jeremy London is um, this story about your dad, because you had tweeted about it um, it, 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 several weeks ago, and I found it compelling, and I was like, you got to come on the show and talk about this and tell the story. 
But also, there might be some news in a sequel of a Kevin Smith movie as well that I want to talk about. Maybe, maybe, uh, is his connection off? I think the, I think his connection's off, yeah. Oh, his connection's off. Hey, Jeremy, why don't you go out and come back in and see if, see if your connection's any better, if you can hear me. Um, so we're, uh, let me pull up that tweet and I'll read it as Jeremy gets reset here. Um, because I think that's, that's relevant to the story of his dad, because Jeremy, mm-hmm. Jeremy tells the story on Twitter of his dad, um, being a Trump supporter. And when he, he talks to his dad about it, he finally convinces him, see if I can find it here. Uh, he finally convinces him that, Hey, you need to rethink this thing. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that you need to rethink about this Trump. And it probably took many conversations. It wasn't just like one conversation. Can you see if you can help me find that, um, that yeah. tweet? I guess I should have pulled it up. What a Jeez. dumbass. Jeez. What a bonehead. What a bonehead. Speaking of bonehead, we had a great bonehead today. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. We had a great bonehead. Um, but Jeremy was talking to his dad, and I think his dad was an avid Fox viewer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he. And he uh, told his dad, it was telling his dad and talking to him, asking him questions. See, that's the thing about um, some of these people who have lost their way is these it's sometimes it's just simple questions. And we talked about it before, Gabe Sanchez, where Tucker Carlson does this same shit on his show. Oh, yeah. To mind fuck people. Right. Right. Just the same questions. Yeah. Right. Just the same way as you can. As you can, uh, here it is. And let's and let's keep in mind that also Tucker Carlson is someone who has on on. There's literally video evidence, and I can pull it up if we need to, where he says, "Yeah, I lie. When I'm backed into a corner, I lie." I, he goes, "I don't want to, and I don't want to do it on television, but I do." That's the person that Tucker Carlson is outside of you know stochastic terrorism, fueling the, fanning the flames, and throwing kerosene on a problem, right? The same reason that he is the number one loudest voice when it comes to any of these violent terrorists. I think you're back, Jeremy. Oh, no. Maybe. No. <laughs> maybe. Um, maybe. I- yeah, it's, it's your connection. It's your connection. Yeah. I don't know if you're on Wi-Fi or your, your, cell, your cell connection, but one of the others is, is, is low. Um, but I'll, I'll keep you on if you can, if you can get it adjusted. Um, I'm just going to take you off the screen because I want to show your tweet here. Uh, it says, oh, my God, I just convinced my dad to stop liking Trump. Holy shit. I got my dad back. Um, when I when I read this, I thought, wow. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that struck me about this, um, as Jeremy tries to get his connection back here, um, the thing that struck me about this was that Jeremy's response here was that he got his dad to stop liking Trump. Liking, right, right? is the words that he used. But the Mm -hmm. thing that got me the most is he said, I got my dad back. Yeah. Meaning it felt like his it wasn't his dad, right? And I've experienced this with some of my family members um, as they've kind of got sucked into some of this quasi-QAnon Facebook shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe Jeremy's back now. Can we try now? How you, how are we doing now, Jeremy? His audio is still. still. Uh. Yep, there it is. Maybe, 
Maybe. Well, I'll, I'll leave you on screen if you if you talk. You can get... <laughs> <laughs> I got your tweet here. So, um, but Jeremy goes on to tell the story here, uh, and I wanted him to tell it on air if we can get his audio issues fixed. Yeah, yeah. But he says he made a remark dodging Biden about the documents, so I lit him up with actual facts. Now, Gabe Sanchez, this is the other reason why this stood out to me. Mm -hmm. um is because it was the documents thing and me and you had talked about on air jeremy how are you now there we Uh, go it feels like it might be better perfect something going perfect is this better that is perfect we can hear you now we can hear you now so we were just talking about um the story here and why don't you tell the story and then we'll we'll dive into more of the tweets if you can I think I think his Wi-Fi oh, is man. still. What is, if you here? Can you can you uh, can you kill your video and just do the audio? Yeah, just do the audio. Um, just kill the video and just just bring in audio, and we'll we'll bring it up as sound, and that'll probably work better because then it won't need as much of the uh, the the bandwidth to do the video, and we can just get your audio. Um, but you go on to say in this tweet, Jeremy, you say I lit him up about facts about the documents. And the documents, um, me and me and Gabe talked about this. The moment that Merrick Garland announced a special counsel that was going to investigate the Joe Biden documents, mm-hmm. right? We said this is not this is not bad for Joe Biden. It's horrible for Trump, and it's horrible for their narrative more than anything else. Is what we is what we said on the show as mm-hmm. it was happening, right? And this this conversation that Jeremy had with his dad only proves that out Mm -hmm. because what Jeremy goes on to say is he began to listen. Then I educated him on Jack Smith and the things Trump did to require his ire. But the clincher was when I enlightened him that Trump didn't donate his presidential salary and pay taxes, which we know we would have not known Mm -hmm. if the Ways and Means Committee did not stick to their guns and go for his tax returns and release them at the very end of the 117th Congress, Dave Sanchez. So if we would not have received those pieces of information, if Jeremy's dad would not have received those pieces of information, he may have not been in a situation where he could get his dad back, which is a significant phrase in this whole saga. Jeremy, let's, let's see if we got you now. Yeah, I still, I still don't mm. think we got you. Uh, hang on, uh, um, Gabe, give us some commentary on this. I'm going to message Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, going there. So, yeah, I think this is. I mean, I think this is huge, um, and this probably resonates with a lot of people, right? You know, like Tony said, there are people in your own family. I've got people in my family uh, that are definitely on the right and definitely are anti-Biden and pro-Trump, and you know, everything that Trump does is good, and everything that Biden or the De- Democratic Party does is bad, right? The the demon rats, as they call them, because um, I've certainly heard that in my family. But it's important to remember here that, like, while the Republican Party itself, its DNA is is incredibly ingrained in the idea that there's stochastic terrorism, violent terrorists, uh, you know, attacking LGBT community, attacking, uh, you know, plotting the 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 kidnapping of of Gretchen Whitmer, the you know, the Michigan governor trying to overthrow the government, hiring uh f- at least four people to take out democratic officials 
right? This is the Republican Party, right? This is the insanity that's there. And so the idea that that some people like Jeremy's father can can take a moment and listen to the actual facts and the reality of what's what's out there and not just listen to Fox News skew and manipulate and distort like Tucker Carlson or 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 the five or Greg Gutfeld or Jesse Waters or any of those people try to manipulate the actual facts and reality so that they can say, oh, actually, it's the Democrats that are bad. And a good example of this is we saw during the Pelosi attack for at least a couple of months, while it was like still top of mind for the Republican Party, they were pushing the idea that Paul Pelosi had a gay lover. It was a male prostitute. It was a big cover up. All of these different things. Right. I- I'm I'm finishing up. But what was that? That's covering this. And it really goes through, you know, Charlie Kirk talking about how some some patron in San Francisco should bail out David DePap and Tucker Carlson saying it was all big cover up. When then the body cam footage is released, the audio interview is released, the audio call in to the KTVU Fox newsroom is released about David DePap not only confessing to the crimes that he did, but also saying, oh, you know what? I actually should have been more prepared. I wanted to harm more people. And that is someone that is not getting their news from the left. That is not someone who is getting and aligning themselves with the left. That is someone who is who is uh, embracing this hatred, this hate speech, this conspiracy-driven uh, far right and saying, oh, yeah, it is Hillary. It is the deep state. It is these demon rats going against people. And so with much of that, it's, you know, you find people like Jeremy London's dad, who at one point probably believed these things, and it took... His own, you know, it, it took Jeremy the the that moment, that opportunity to say, look, here are these things and let's compare them side by side. And then he actually he actually, op- you know, opened his eyes and said, holy shit. Right. And Jeremy obviously can talk more about that. Jeremy, can we hear you now? I feel like this is like a Verizon Sprint mobile commercial. Where it's like, Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Um I don't know if I don't know if we'll get his audio or not. I did. We did a sound test with Jeremy uh, yeah. to be fair to Jeremy. Um, J- Jeremy isn't having Internet uh, connect. He's not having good Internet connection. I don't think to get to the bandwidth that right. he needs to, to appear on the show. Um, so I think he's going around the house to find the best connection here he can <laughs> on his Wi-Fi, which I, I don't blame him. <laughs> Look, listen, this is not Jeremy London's fault. This is no, what no. happens when you do when you do live. Actually, do live I show. would say that this is it's not Jeremy's fault. You know what I would say? I would say that that this is the fault of not making mm-hmm. uh, fast, you know, broadband or you know even or fiber optic internet right. service a commodity. Of the United States, right? right. Integrating into the government, right? Which is which is what, you know, you've got the Infrastructure Act and other things where Democrats are like, hey, we should introduce this thing to make your life better. We should give you these subsidies. We should right. give you this tax credit. We should do this. We should do that. Right. The Democratic or or Party. this could be a big conspiracy where or, me, and yeah. Gabe, me and Gabe are just trying to not let you hear Jeremy <laughs> London. Just it's, tease it's, you with Jeremy yeah. London, the actor it's, from Mall Rats and Seventh Heaven. And just tease you with him. And then like, oh, yeah, we're going to let him tell his story. Wink. Wink. And then you're like, oh, we're going to stick around to hear Jeremy tell his story. <laughs> he never told his story because Tony and Gabe are. Right. Me, no, it's it not. Kinda, it really is it, just an Internet connection thing. And this is what happens with life. The other day I had my audio issues. The audience knows I had my audience, uh, my yeah. audio issues the other day. Let's see. If, let's see if we can, oh, wow. 
it's really bad. Wow, I don't that know what's like, going that on. That was here. like a, that was like an AR fifteen. Sound- oh god, hey, Jeremy, are you there? He's- <laughs> <laughs> this almost feels like right the Matt Damon Jimmy Kimmel bit where he it always is. wants to bring him on. He goes, right. oh, and we just oh, missed him. Darn, we but just if you want to catch him, him, we'll get him next time. <laughs> but I want to go back. To, I want to go back to uh, his his tweet here because. Um, what he says, uh, again, he goes on to tell, <laughs> and he's, Jeremy's texting me. He says, this is humiliating. <laughs> no, Jeremy, it's not. Listen, the other day I'm the host of the show and I couldn't get my microphone to work. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do it like in the lead up to the show. And I thought I had it working and I tested it and everything was cool. But then when I went to come on to the show, the fucking thing wouldn't work. Like it shut off. I don't know yeah. what the hell happened. And then Tony texted issue. me mid show or like yeah. in the beginning. I was like, hey, man, show, I was come on. I was in line trying to drop something off at the USPS. Oh, fuck. And I get this thing. I was like, hey, you might have to jump. I was I'm like, oh, fuck, fuck my mic. So so I, <laughs> I throw my AirPods in. And of course, it sounded all right. It sounded all right. It sounded all right. But it was not. It was not in true fashion. Let's try Jeremy one more time. Let's. See. I have I have an alternative. Jeremy, oh. hey, it looks like we're gonna get something. Jeremy, are you there? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have an idea. You ready? We're yeah. gonna fuck it. We're gonna do a live. Call Jeremy right now. Yeah. And play him through your end on the phone. Play play. Okay. So that way he can hear you. Yeah. Okay. And then we can all hear him. It'll yeah. just be through audio. Yeah. But fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it. We'll do it live here. Uh, uh, let me see if I can, if I can get him online here. <sighs> can you hear it? Can you hear it ring? Uh-huh. I can hear it ring. Oh, perfect. perfect. This is like, we're going to have a call in, you know, this is like yeah. a phone line where people call in. Jeremy London is now on the line. Jeremy, we just yeah, got you on the microphone. Guys, my apologies. I do not know what's going on here. It seems to work uh, up until you guys uh, try to click over. It might be my internet. I don't know. But we got yeah, you on the line. You're you're on the microphone. Can, can you hear him? All right, Gabe? Man. Yeah, I can hear him. Good, good, good. Good. So, so Jeremy, um, here's the thing is that this is internet stuff, right? And as Gabe yeah. said, if we could get um, people, serious politicians elected, that we could get rural internet because you are in a rural area, correct? Yeah, I'm I'm just north of uh, Madison, Mississippi, and it's sort of on the edge of the country. Right. You know? I mean, we're 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 literally. Whenever I first moved up here, we had nothing but fields behind us. They're all turning into effing neighborhoods now. But oh, you can say fucking on the edge of the country. <laughs> so so. Rural internet, rural high-speed internet would be uh, a huge upgrade for not just you, but all those communities that are being built up around you. Absolutely. So, uh, 100%. Right. Uh, so, it, it, yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, in, infrastructure uh, uh, is good. It's a good thing. Focusing on uh, bettering the country is a good thing. It's What's funny is most of these, like, rural communities that um, – that don't understand that. <laughs> right. That continue to dog on Joe Biden as if he's doing like not doing anything good for the country. Meanwhile, the only reason they're even going to even have internet uh, at some point, whenever they actually get it is because of in- infrastructure policies that are actually taking place and just getting modern, being modernized in general. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, it, it really sucks. Cause I'm on the edge of basically a, a bad signal and a good signal. Some days it's good here. Some days it's absolutely horrible here. 
And it just so happens that live on the show, because this is what happens when you do things live, and you know this as a performer. 100%. This is without fail. Because I think last time we recorded the interview, so it was much easier to edit out if we had internet problems, which now we're live. Do it live. Do it live. So let me ask (laughs) you. Do it live. Let me ask you, because um, I want you to tell your story, and I'm trying to tell your story here through your tweets, but I want you to tell it about your dad. So tell us... um, what was, what was, how was that defining moment? Was it phone calls? Were you in person? How did that happen? Oh, well, the, the funny thing is, is that my dad's the one that sort of opened the, the, um, sort of the, the Pandora's box, if you will, by trying to dog on Joe Biden about the documents that were found in his uh, garage. And he's like, can you believe that stupid ass Joe Biden and the documents? And I was like, wait, 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 hold on. Wait a minute. What? Let's take this back for a second. Like, you, what do you, and then I said, you know, what do you think about Donald Trump's? Oh, it was only a couple of hundred things. And he probably blah, blah, blah. just started going in all the Fox news talking points. Right. And I just was like, I cannot believe. And I literally said, to myself, I said, I can't believe you are the same man that raised me. The same common sense, intelligent, actually patriotic because he was in the Navy, human being that is sitting here trying to tell me that there is something wrong with uh, Joe Biden whenever the world sees what a horrible person Donald Trump is. And so automatically – it just made me immediately lose every ounce of respect I've ever had for my father. That is heartbreaking. I never stopped loving him. We never stopped communicating, but I stopped knowing who he was because my entire life, I thought I know who knew who he was. Well, you know, and that, that was the significant part. Well, that was the significant part in your tweet that made me pause. And I think I texted, texted you as soon as I saw it. Because what you had said, and I'll I'll, I'll read it again to the audience. It said, oh, my God, I just convinced my dad to stop liking Trump. And then the statement after was the thing that felt significant to me um, because my my wife has lost uh, some of her relatives. And I felt like I've lost some of my relatives that I thought I knew, like you're saying. But you said, holy shit, I got my dad back as if you lost him. If he was gone, he was out in La La Land. Is that, is that how you felt? That You just nailed it. I got my dad back from La La Land. I didn't get my dad back from lack of love. The funniest thing is all these, you know, immediately the hateful people come out and they're like, uh, if you're, you know, what a weak person you are to, to, to lose your relationship with your dad and not love your dad because of politics. I'm like, first of all, there was never any mention about love loss. Mm-hmm. It's loss of identity. It's loss of understanding this man that you always thought you understood to be an intelligent, uh, rational human being, watching him dip into the dark side, knowing full well that he's doing it only because he's being fed the information that's causing him to do it. And in so, you know, it's this is not this is an evolving thing. My dad is not just, you know, he hasn't just switched off overnight, but he did say son i did not realize all of this stuff you know about i just started telling him all this stuff i told him the difference between 
the the documents case with the the you know the vice presidents and then and then Donald Trump. I told him I explained to him all this other stuff, and then he even brought up you know I even said even last night he he said some, uh, said something about the ice storms coming through Oklahoma because he lives in Oklahoma. Uh, uh, and uh, we started talking about the the power grids in Texas shutting down. And my dad said, let me ask you something. What's the deal with the windmills? <laughs> right. <laughs> Down in Texas. Well, and, and that's said, because he's the, it, the fact that you even asked me that just says that you're, you're drinking the Kool-Aid dad. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, the 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 amount of electricity that the the the, the load that uh, windmills carries in Texas is so minuscule that uh, these storms uh, do not shut down the electric grids because of the windmills. They allow the windmills to be there for a certain amount. That way, they can blame it on the windmills. But the, I explained to him the difference in the you know how uh, the Texas electric grid is separate from the rest of the national electric grid, and that it's. You know, to make the a few wealthy people uh, wealthier there, and fuck everybody else. <laughs> All these people are dying, and their uh, their houses are freezing, and uh, they're, they're they're freezing. Um, but it's to make a couple of other people rich that own these independent uh, corporations that run the electric grid in Texas. And my dad was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and and so it's information. My dad is an intelligent person. Unfortunately, he lives in a place where they're spoon fed Fox News. Right. And everybody around everybody around him, that's what they talk about. And so they get him worked up because he doesn't know he's 70 years old. He doesn't know the difference between uh, Fox Entertainment News and the news news. And I had to explain to him, Dad, do you understand that Fox News technically isn't even allowed to call themselves news? I mean, what is Tucker Carlson's defense whenever he somebody tried to sue him? Remember, he was like, "Ah, people can't take me seriously. I'm just a, you know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm playing a character. Whatever. That's all Fox is." Right. Well, that's mm-hmm. what I was going to ask. Is what? That's what I was going to ask. Is what? What station? What? What media and what information he was actually listening to? And it sounds like Fox News was one of his go tos. Yeah. Right. And and it just shows you that Fox News, even not being the most extreme. Um, out of Any, like OA news, right? Um, you know, I, I mean, it is extreme, but it's not the most of you know some of the traitor it's, TV news networks, as I call them. Oh, and I'm sure, and I'm and I'm and I'm sure, and I don't live in Oklahoma near my dad, but I'm sure that once he started getting his uh, his um, oh, what do they call it? Uh, okay, so my my dad, you know, my dad, uh, I call it hate meth. <laughs> Once you got his mask on, <laughs> you know. Unfortunately, my dad's kind of one of those sort of old school guys that you know uh, he uh, gets fired up about things like the border whenever it doesn't have anything right. to do with him. He's one of those people that used to say things, "Ah, coming up here and taking our jobs." I'm like, talking about you. You have you work in sheet metal. There's, there's no no dude coming up here and taking your sheet metal job there, Dad. And so it's it's getting and so and I so basically I started talking to him about the things that get him fired up. And every without fail, none of it had anything to do with him. Right. It had to do with all of this other horse shit, the the CRT and the the trans hating and all of the things that absolutely do not affect 
the 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 few the, the the country in the big picture it's only these micro things that the republicans choose to do it because they don't have any policies and they don't actually have any issues and they only are um catering to one stupid small subset of human the the i don't even i feel that it's hard to even call them humans they're uh, of, of morons that uh for some reason think that these are the things that should be um driving the I, I don't know what the the the, the, the world view of what our nation is well I think you said it I think you said it correctly because Sue's Sue B from YouTube here says hate hate math needs to stick mm-hmm. I believe uh, hate math is a good word for it it's it's the it's the drug that they use to mind fuck and delude people in this country it, to get them to believe high. absolute lies and they need yeah and they need more they need more of it and whenever uh, they hear something that goes against that they glitch they don't even listen to it because it doesn't uh, feed their narrative and it doesn't feed their high mm-hmm. and as soon as anything glitches their high then they shut down and they don't listen to it and then they get then they double down well i need that rush of hate hatefulness well i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna steal your phrase hate myth i hope yeah. you don't mind, so. uh, i think that's i think that's exactly what it is that, but my, my dad my dad struggled with meth uh, when he was in his fifties for a brief period of time, right? Got clean, all that stuff, but he still has that mechanism in his brain that, 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 uh, whatever caused him to dip into that shit before he's still there. He's only replacing it with these, this, 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 un, this unrecognizable need to just see in hatefulness. Right. There's something that drives them. There's something that gives them a charge, makes them feel better that, and I can tell you, he's just a fat dude that lives in a trailer in Oklahoma who has absolutely no right whatsoever to feel superior to anybody else on this planet. <laughs> he is the epitome of inferior, even though it's my dad and I love him. Uh, he's not the specimen of health and intelligence that I used to think he was or that he used to be. Right. Uh, you know, but he is human. Well, and, and I, th- can, I think that's and he the can change. He I, can change. I think I've that's I think that uh, more than anything is uh, in your tweet when you said, holy shit, I got my dad back. I think that's the one thing that is is the hope for our country is that there it, this is a small percentage of people who, um, like like you said, are on hate meth. It's a small percentage of people, but it's a large number of people in this country. And when they all yell and scream, it seems really loud. Um, it makes them feel really good. It's like being at a pep rally. Right, you know? mm-hmm. right, Even right. Even if you're not into the freaking sports, pep rallies were fun because it was everybody giving each other energy. And right. It, it, was, it was a high. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and so now I, I want to I quickly... Um, because I'm, I'm running out of time here at the top of the hour, but I want to talk about, cause, um, there's been some news and you had a few posts on your social media too, about, um, a possible sequel. Now we all know you were in seventh heaven, but one of the cult classics that you're, um, familiar in is mall rats, the Kevin Smith movie. Um, and there's talk that there may be, maybe. Might, maybe, maybe not, um, a possibility of a sequel. Is that true? I can only tell you what 
Kevin told uh, the audience when we were just, <laughs> I was up in New Jersey at his uh, Smodcast Theater. Smodcast Theater, they had a, a screening of Mall Rats up there and people went ballistic. And it was so weird. It's just so weird, man. We shot this movie 28 years ago and every person in the audience was literally quoting and mouthing every word in the movie. <laughs> there was one guy behind me who actually was getting annoying who literally mouthed every single, said every word in the entire movie. Like, it's just weird and so we've been you know kevin's been talking about wanting to do a sequel for this for a long time and in fact we did the whole you know hold up the two fingers thing uh literally when my son was about six months old and he's almost nine <laughs> so you know it's it's been a long time coming and so it's one of those things i kind of put out of my, my mind and then i went up there i just got up there and kevin said that basically mall rats 2 is reliant on how clerks does uh, I guess it's Warner Brothers, I think, did Clerks. And, and, um, and Kevin told a funny story about how, well, because Universal Studios owns Mallrats. And so to, in order to get the, to do Mallrats 2, we would have to, which would be Twilight of the Mallrats, I believe is what it's called. We would have to get the rights from Universal. And so Kevin went to Universal, went in there, you know, as Kevin said, he's like, guys, I'm here. Let's do this. I'm ready to make a sequel to Mallrats. Let's do this. And the guy looked at Kevin Smith and he said, uh, we own Mallrats. the guy was like wait you serious and kevin was like yeah you own mall rats and the guy was like this is awesome i love mall rats and so that was a positive thing um and so now warner brothers basically has to work with universal studios which isn't unheard of they've done it you know many times before um uh, to make it happen but kevin said that it's looking better than ever uh, Clerks 3 is doing great, and uh, it sort of was based on that. And right. Kevin, you know, told me, that, you know, he, he has a need to make this movie. Like, he needs to make this movie. Well, um, I, uh, I think the know. country needs Kevin Smith uh, to so make too, this movie. It might even be a series. Listen, hey, like, you're, you're, that would be it cool, could, too. It could be cool, right? Like a limited series or something like that. Yeah, like, maybe Netflix, it, Hulu, well, who knows where it would appear. Exactly. Exactly. It could and appear so on HBO got, Max because doesn't doesn't HBO own uh, Warner Brothers? Isn't that Warner right? owns HBO? Oh, Warner uh, Brothers owns HBO. There you go. I knew all that stuff, you know? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> they buy and sell, <laughs> buy and sell. Who's who can yeah. keep track? Yeah. But uh, yeah. hey, Jeremy, I appreciate you joining us. I got I got one more thing, one more yes. thing before we go. We have someone in the chat that I think you know personally, and it's her birthday today. Um, oh, yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? Is it Kaylin? It is. It is. Kaylin, happy birthday, Dolan. It is. It is her birthday. And uh, after we get off here, when we come back from the break before Bonehead, um, maybe maybe I'll do a shot in in uh, celebration of Kaylin's birthday. But I wanted I wanted to say that. uh, (laughs) There you go. Well, you can you can do a shot when we get off the phone now, because I normally do Jaeger and I'm going to. See if I can get gag too, but I doubt he went and bought it. There you go. There you go. Hey, that that sounds good. That sounds good. You can pretend that it's hard tea. Uh, you know, exactly. That's good. <laughs> well, hey, Jeremy, I I I appreciate you joining us today, and and sorry about the uh, technical difficulties. I know. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, once, once um, I, I remedy this situation, whatever the hell happened today, my stepson's genius. He'll he'll be able to help me figure out what happened today. Well, let's uh, we'll, let's we'll, let's we'll do this again. Well, uh, come back as you get more news yes, on uh, Mall Rats too. I'd love I to hear will. more new Thank on that. Me. Thank you for your patience. Yep. I apologize to everyone. No, hey, you're you're here. You're here. 
That's the yeah. important part, even by voice. So okay, the people good. on the uh, audio podcast will have no idea. I have no idea. Okay, good. All right. Excellent. Jeremy, thanks a lot. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Bye-bye. Right, well. Everyone, Bye. that was Jeremy London. Um, you see here on the screen the picture of him, mm-hmm. Jason Lee, and, and the director and, and filmmaker of Mall Rats 2. Our Mall Rats, excuse right. me, and Clerks. Um, the Jay and Silent Bob series. He does play Bob. Uh, in the movie so hopefully mall rants too so there's actually uh there's a it, it's so funny so before i saw jeremy say that he was going to new jersey to do this mm-hmm. kind of like little uh watch party with all of the fans and in, in right. kevin smith uh i, I came across this i think a, a friend sent me this on tiktok and it was a series or i might have just like stumbled upon it, but basically it was uh kevin smith answering a question which was talking about like what's what's coming up in the next five years. And he, he shared that story where he went to universal and was like, Hey, you guys have the rights. And they're like, what? we have the rights. And you know, he was like, funny how they're like, uh, I mean, do you think they just like, they know everything or they got to go look at it? They have, I think they have a huge catalog of stuff and all of these places do. And and some of it's just complete garbage that they've collected over the years. They're acquiring production studios and they have the rights and this and that. And it's, you know, that's why it's difficult for, you know, independent filmmakers to be like, Hey, I want to do this thing, but I can't because you own the IP to it. So I need to make an agreement. Either you sell it to me or, uh, you help, put the backing to actually fund the next production of it. And so in that story, he talks about universal realizing they had the rights to it. And he kind of goes over the plan and I'll try to find the video, but he kind of, he goes over the plan to say like, this is what it would take. And so he owns a, a movie theater and I think it might be this one. Yeah, it is. Where, uh, where he let me, also let me pull it up. Here's it's at the, cause the he lives. Yeah, so I think this he, is he where lives he above. Yeah. So he, so Kevin Smith lives above the theater. If I remember correctly, what he was saying and so he's got another another movie idea uh, that's already written from what he was saying. And it all takes place at a movie theater. So he was like, one movie is that would take place at the at the theater that I own, which is a bunch of these like people that work in a theater and kind of the lives that are surrounded. And mm-hmm. so he's trying to think, like, how can I make these other movies with also a low barrier of entry and cost. And he's like, well, one of them actually takes place at the theater that I own. So that's like already taken care of. Then he talked about, you know, he's like, everything has to do well about Clerks 3 for the next thing to do well. And Mall Rats 2 is another one. He was talking about, um, you know, because it's 28 years now, but by the time it's probably made it would be like 30 years. So I think one of the plot um, ideas that Kevin Smith was talking about was the, was the concept of them having their kids or like kids in the movie uh, that they would be like the next generation. And then he also talked about, I think two other films that he was like, these are the other ones. Like if this doesn't get greenlit, then this one would get moved up in the bucket. And if this one is next, then this one would get moved up in the bucket. So he has at least four or five films. One of them being Mallrats two, another one at the theater that he owns I think two more, and I can't remember the names, but he went over like the plot and he were like the, the premise of these movies. And was like, here are the next four to five movies that I have ready to go whenever uh, we can get the backing. Right. And the other reason too, is there's like two tiers um, of like what types of movies get made at, um, at Warner brothers. Right. And Warner brothers says like, all right, well, if you want to make this movie, 
big budget movies are in this department, but we don't see you here. We see you in this other department. And those right. movies are made under, I don't know, 3 million or 4 million or 5 million or something like that. And he needs, I think 7 million for mall rats too, I think is what I remember him saying. And so he was like, Oh, well it takes a little bit, like just a little bit more, but I'm not in, I'm not a big budget movie. I'm an independent, you know, department right. movie. I just need a little bit more funding and they're like, oh, well, we don't do that. So I think there's some back and forth and negotiating they still have to do. But he talked about the next four to five movies that he has planned over the next like five or so years um, to get him to, I forget what number in total. I think maybe he said 15 movies is what he's directed or created right. so far, which is yeah, amazing. Yeah. And and, and there's, a, there's a whole great list of these movies and right. people are putting them in the chat here. Uh, one of my favorite, and I, man, now thinking about it, like Kevin Smith's sequels, I would love to see a sequel to Dogma. Um, oh yeah, that's, that's a another one. Fantastic, right? Fantastic movie that I'd love to see a um, a sequel to. I don't know because they they kill the archangel at the end, but I'm not going to oh, destroy. And, and I, I so I saw someone that says that Kevin Smith movies don't make money. I don't I don't know the financial side of it, but I right. can tell you this: when he was giving this talk and explaining kind of what the plan was, he said that the reason, one of the main reasons that Clark or Clerks Three, and the reason that there's interest from them, be like, hey, what other projects do you have, right? And he's like, oh, because well, you it's have making money. Yeah, well, I think that, but all, also the idea that um, when they were talking about it, they figured out that Mallrats Two actually did much better, or mm-hmm. sorry, uh, Clerks Two actually did much better uh, in DVD sales and post theater launch and it was like they had this crazy ups upswing of like people watching after the fact well yeah now with but with streaming platforms right. now and the way that they could sell the rights to the streaming platforms they could probably make uh an ass load of money right uh, just selling the and licensing that's, and that's uh, why he the uh, streaming platforms and not even releasing it in theaters releasing it on streaming platforms right, exactly possibly. and that's that, and that's that's how the whole mall rats 2 thing right. came up because they were like oh well if you have more of movies like this, then we'll make them. And he's like, great. I've got mall, you know, I've got uh clerks three and they're like, okay, what else you got? And he's like, well, I got mall rats too. And then, then that's where the whole, like who owns the property right. or the rights. Cause then they got to figure out who bought it and when right. they bought it. Exactly. But, and here's the thing, even though we had internet connection uh, problems with Jeremy London, that's why it is so important for, for folks to have access mm-hmm. is because of all these new innovative ways for creative people to deliver content to folks where they want their content and how right. they want their content. I, I think, I think it b- brings in a new age. That's why our show exists. I mm-hmm. mean, in all reality, without the internet and without the power of you guys coming here every day to this, to this little channel, um, listening to me yell and scream and Gabe do is what was that? You're, you're not, you're not, you wouldn't have the delivery of these types of media with the resources that we don't have because we are not funded by George Soros. We just are not getting the Soros check. Despite what Republicans right. may think, it's not I it's wish not getting it. I was actually funded. Right. It's by you, it's you that supports us. Yeah. It is you, the listener who supports us. Um so and we appreciate all your support, whether it's financial support or it's coming here and chatting every day. Uh, what whatever you can manage to do to support mm-hmm. the show because you like the content that is the support you should show um, right. for independent media. Same way, same way as like uh, Kevin Smith movies. If you like Kevin Smith movies, when he releases it, you should find a way to support it, whether it's just to watch it or or what, whatever it may be. Uh, mm-hmm. Share share a tweet about it or whatever. Maybe we should uh, get Kevin on to talk about um, his movies. That might be mm, fun. That, that might be cool. fun. 
That would, you know, fun. it's away from politics, but I think the audience would joy enjoy us talking uh, to Kevin Smith about his movie. So I appreciate Jeremy coming on, even though he had a few technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. No problem. And oh, by the way, while we're at it, did you did you get your your? No, your, I don't have no, my shot. Yeah. I've got a glass of water uh, here. There you go. Let's cheers. Happy birthday, Galen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Uh, what do you take a mm-hmm. shot of vodka? Uh, no, Jim was Jagermeister, man. Oh, god damn! Yeah, yeah. Most <laughs> people couldn't even talk after that, but I got her down to a science. I got her down to a science. Speaking of science or lack thereof, we're gonna go to Bonehead of the Week Ooh. as soon as we come off the break here. So everyone, hang on tight. Don't go anywhere. You know, in the second hour on Friday, we got Bonehead of the Week, and boy. It's it's just always the same fucking. Oh, yeah. It's always the same motherfucking bone. What are we gonna do? What am I gonna do? I don't get to decide what these boneheads do and when they do it. Yeah. So everyone, stick around right after this break. Bonehead of the week. We'll be right back. Mark sixty seconds. This is the Tony Michaels podcast. I've always wanted to learn a new language, but whenever I try, it never sticks. So when Babbel made a MAGA edition, I knew I had to give it a try. Babbel MAGA edition makes it really easy to learn. And there's lots of lessons to choose from, like subtly racist to full-blown white supremacist. The first lesson began with learning simple phrases. And soon I was putting those words and phrases into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes to complete. And they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words that I'm struggling with. I chose Babbel MAGA Edition because it's created by smart white people, like me. And now I can't wait to explore, meet new friends, and use my new MAGA skills with my in-laws. All lives matter! Jumping back into it, this is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Jobs, 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 jobs. Jobs Biden. <laughs> oh, my president has bigger jobs than your president. I don't know. You could go on and on with these things. Right? It happens. And I'd love to keep going on and on and on about it. But you know what? It's Friday. It's the second hour here on Tony Michaels Podcast. And it's Bonehead of the Week. It's time for Bonehead of the Week. Uh, also, it is somebody said happy birthday, Gabe. Uh, no, it's not my birthday. It is Kaylin's birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Happy birthday, Kaylin. Yeah. So uh, everyone, get in the chat. Show some support. Yeah. Uh, uh, sh- sh- you know, we we come a long way with this show. A long mm-hmm. way with this show. And we have, I don't know, right now we've got almost 1,200 listeners across Ew. platforms. Sometimes we get 1,200, 1,400, up to 1,800. Uh, and you guys are the, the best audience in the entire world. Mm-hmm. But MJ, Margie, Caitlin, um, uh, Robin, several of the others, they have been here when we had like a dozen. Yeah. Two dozen people listening yeah, yeah. live. So they are the OG fuck em fan. Um, and I want to give another shout out to, again, all the, the the people who are supporters for the shout out VIPs on my Patreon. Uh, Brandon, Britt, Brooke. Janzy, Chris E, Margie, Robin, and MJ. And I couldn't do, we couldn't do it without our great moderators mm-hmm. either here. Uh, Margie, Robin, MJ, uh, Amanda, 
Uh, Cynthia, we we appreciate um, having the best audience in the world, the best moderators here on on YouTube. Um, It is a pleasure. It is a pleasure. And really, I'm just kind of stalling here because I'm trying to um, (laughs) trying to load the the bonehead assets. Oh, man, we were having such um, trouble with Jeremy's audio and stuff today. And now I we're forgot. having issues forget? with you. You ever forget? You ever forgot? You ever forget forgets something? what you got to do in the morning? Yeah, dude. Sometimes I wake up out of bed and I say, <laughs> I don't know who I am. And I don't know what I have to do today. Yeah. But that's okay. We have we have some good boneheads, of course. Always. Yeah, yeah. But, but And um, again, people, people that comment on the post and they're like, all three. You should do all three. Or somebody yesterday was like, um, I sent you a message. Always from, the same. Or always something. the same. These people are. What do you want me I to do? <laughs> you, I can't. I mean, look, there's a there's a, a, a lot of amount of time, right? From Monday to about Thursday afternoon, evening. And usually it's like Wednesday at midnight till Thursday at whenever right. we put the and, poll. Yeah, they're exactly. gonna work Unless somebody did something that was really trending all week. Right. They get on it. But most of the time, there's something that happens on Wednesday slash Thursday where we go, oh, yeah, you know what? Actually, they should that be on it. That person needs to be on yeah, Well, yeah. and sometimes, sometimes, like one of the, the candidates on there today, it was on there, and you could pick out 15 different things this week that that person was on the bonehead of the week. Like, yeah. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, that. And, oh, yeah, there's, oh, okay, there's that too. So, I mean, this is... This is, we don't, I mean, yeah, we're choosing them on the poll, but we're not really choosing who is the biggest fucking bonehead that week. They are doing that. Yeah. It's them who are being yeah. the boneheads. If they don't want to be on it, then don't right. do the boneheaded things, right. right? So maybe they should pay attention to the show. Speaking of that, let's go to Bonehead of the Week. Welcome to this edition of Bonehead of the Week. Like I said, we got, um, you know, a cast of characters that are reoccurring. Uh, looks like Representative Marjorie Hooffoot Green made mm-hmm. it on there. Uh, Matt Venmo Gatz and the Cheeto Dust Q and Honor Donald Trump. Um, I, I, you know, this is kind of a coin toss of who would win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually, this is one I was like, I'm not really sure who's going to win this one. I was actually surprised by the outcome. R- were you? I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't too surprised because of the one clip that happened that we're oh, going to talk well, about. Well, actually, there's a. Did you? Know, I didn't see this the the first day, but there's a second clip of yeah. What well, she there's an extended about. clip where she says something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just as boneheaded, if not oh, dumber. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. But it it just the whole five billion thing. It really oh, yeah. Like, it's, what an idiot. It's so, I mean, last week she got owned on the gas prices. Ted Lou took her to school and was like, look, this is exactly why Republicans are mad. This is why Marjorie Taylor Greene is pissed off about gas prices. Because Joe Biden mm-hmm. did a good job and he lowered the gas prices that you guys kept fucking bitching about. So, yeah, if he can lower the gas prices, why not do it for the people? Why not help out the American people? Just like, I mean, today we just got the job numbers back and Joe Biden fucking killing it. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? Actually, and I know this probably doesn't have anything to do with bonehead, our boneheads specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to point out a bunch of boneheads on Fox News. 
And it is hilarious because they have to report this thing, right? Right. And it's very difficult for them to ignore it um, as they really would want to ignore it. But it's hard for them to. But it's hilarious when they have to play these clips. And let me see if I can fucking find it. Where in the hell? Oh, here it is. Nope, that's a different thing. Good Lord. Nope, that's not it. I, I tweeted a lot of fucking... Oh, here it is. Oh, okay. 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 Here it is. Here Here's Here the Fox News Ooh, the alert. alert. They even got the <laughs> alert out for this. No, no, no. You would think that they wouldn't do this, but this is hilarious. Uh, when Brian Kilmeade uh, has to say this out loud, I don't, th- I don't know if he was expecting this or not. Watch this. Fox News Alert. The January jobs report just released. The U.S. adding 517,000 jobs last month. What's hilarious is I can't even believe, I cannot believe that Fox News made this graphic. Yeah. Like they made this. I'm surprised because here's the thing. You've got a green upward little Chevrolet, like arrow (laughs) triangle. And And it's a big motherfucker. Half a million jobs. Right. That's a big, that's a big graphic for anyone to take a screenshot of. Right. To be like Fox News reported that Joe Biden is his administration of all time. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, because the expectation was like, I think their expectation is like 133,000. Right. Right. Uh, Right. Right. 517 well exceeds that, which yeah. will I mean, still we'll also is pretty good, too. Right. And we'll get an amendment, uh, an addendum to this jobs report where they'll comb through the numbers a bit more to get it more refined. We always right. get you always get an, a, an amendment to the jobs report after they've done a little more figuring. And I'm sure it'll go up or down, but it's within a margin between 133,000 <laughs> and 517. This isn't like they were expecting 600,000. It was only 517. They right. were expecting uh, 133 and it ended up being 517,000 jobs. Now, in perspective, um, you know, you really would have to dive into the data, which we don't do here. Yeah. Um, to know what types of jobs. I'm sure, and are. here's the thing: I'm sure someone else is already diving into that. Oh data. yeah, they're going to say all kinds stuff. of negative shit about it. Well, here's here's the thing that I want. I want everyone, and I and I said this in the first thirty minutes in the A block in my rant is that what you have to understand is that in, in government in general, especially in a democracy like ours, you you have to put serious people in charge. And you have to rely on them to do the right things to put Mm -hmm. the country in a situation where this can happen. Now, it may not be under the best circumstance. It may not be the absolute best quality outcome that you possibly could milk out of our country. But to get this arrow going in the right direction and get what what is crazy is the employment rate. I I hate when they call it the unemployment rate. Yeah, it's so fuck as so fucking negative. I fucking hate that. That's why I call I, I named the show today. 50-year record employment under Biden because our employment is almost 97%, which is which is as close to full employment that you can get. Yep. Like there, there is no more full employment um, almost in this country besides 97, 98%. And it's a 50-year record. I think 1969 is the last time we saw mm, some unemployment love, fall. Year. Right. <laughs> love that's right 69 <laughs> but but it's it's the first time we've seen it fall to 3.4 since right 1969 and again i don't like that it's the unemployment rate so the employment rate is damn near 97 percent in our economy that's well, pretty i mean if i were to give that a grade i'd say yeah that's a, a plus territory right there 
Right. It's pretty good. That's pretty an fucking good. Plus jobs report right there. Let, let's see how Brian Kilmeade thinks how mm. good a job this is. I'm sure he'll go on and on and on for minutes and minutes and minutes oh, and yeah. hours. Let's let's listen. Is much stronger than economists expected. They thought 185,000 unemployment drops to 3.4. That's the lowest since 1969. Wow. Uh, meanwhile, this story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it that that he goes no. anyway whoa, wow okay let's not whoa easy on the 1969 right. thing well easy on record breaking numbers can you play it back to how like when he comes back from the graphic yeah just so, look at right. his face no smile no smile in delivering right. this news there yeah he ooh. yeah yeah and then play it through it's almost like he's trying to Holding a fart. 5,000. Unemployment drops to 3.4. That's the lowest since 1969. Wow. Uh, meanwhile. <laughs> 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 it is hilarious. Uh, it is so fun. It is so fun to watch them eat their own shit sandwich. And again, oh, man. Everyone knows if you listen to this show on a daily basis, which you fucking should if you're not. But if you if you watch this show on a daily basis or listen to the show on a daily basis, you know that I don't <laughs> go on and on endlessly about how great fucking Joe Biden is yeah. and, and what a great president he is. And I don't own a flag or a fucking hat or I don't have fucking bumper stickers and I don't sick a fan for that son of a bitch. I don't do it. Now, I mean, I call a spade a spade. Right. But Jesus Christ, there's no reason to sit around bragging. But when you have Fox News that can't spend more than four fucking seconds, I mean, yeah. four fuck. He's like, whoa, wow. no, the was, record breaking goes, numbers shit. Wow. wow. Anyway, so about yeah. this story. <laughs> right. Let's let's go on to more. Let's go on to actual propaganda. Yeah. Um, as wow. fucking hilarious. Anyway, let's talk about Hunter Biden's dick. Right. <laughs> let's talk I have about- no idea if there was a follow up to that clip on in terms of what was shown after. That's the first time I'm seeing that clip. But watching Brian Kilmeade, I mean, we've seen Brian Kilmeade make a fool of himself, you know, when he was interviewing uh, uh, Herschel Walker during the campaign, asking him questions if he knew the women or not, when in fact reports came out and testimony or like, you know, interviews of the actual uh, mothers of the children that were that were had that he did not, you know, even though he tried to have abortions, that idea that Brian Kilmeade is a fucking idiot that that talks about, you know. Uh, nonsense like the rest of the uh, republican party on fox news but brian kilmeade is another person who pushes his propaganda and they unfortunately have to report on good news for biden but they try to do it in the quickest way fashion wow anyway so you know it (laughs) right that will never get that will never get old now but they always have to eat the shit sandwich because they just they can't even couple themselves to a decent reality which allows them a little leeway when he's mm-hmm. doing that. Like, cause he, he, if he had commentary every day on Fox news that allowed him a little leeway, even if he leaned right and believed right. a certain way and wanted to have a certain slant on his commentary, I'm a commentator. You're a commentator. We know we have to be careful. I have to be careful exactly what I say. And, and for a lot of different reasons, but for the one reason is I want my commentary for you, the audience to be very consistent Mm-hmm. And if and if the commentary is not consistent, you may not take me seriously. Now, it's easy when you're coupled to reality and the truth. We right. have a much easier time with our commentary here than what some others do, like TYT and Pac-Man in the right wing. Right. Mm-hmm. People on the extremes, whether it's whether it's defeatist on the left or it's the, the alt right 
on, on the right wing. You, they, they, because they're not t- coupled to an actual reality that the American people all kind of agree on and a set of facts that the American people all agree on, you get in this situation where your commentary just absolutely slaps you in the face. Mm-hmm. For example, this and the kill me case with the jobs numbers, because they go on and on about how our country's a fucking shambles and the economy's yep. horrible and it's all crumbling down around you, which is all bullshit. All of it. The entirety of their commentary about the economy is complete, utter bullshit because they're just trying to scare people. The same way that David Pakman, he was like, oh, there's going to be a red wave and the red wave's coming. There's nothing Democrats can do and they're so useless and, oh, we're defeated already, which but bit him in the ass. Right. It totally bit him and, in and the again, ass. There are, there are, you know, I, I said it before on the show, which is like, sometimes you got to act like a parent and right. parents, you know, they don't lie necessarily. I mean, they do, but they, in, in the sense of like, why would you ever walk in to the midterm elections, assuming you've already lost right by assuming and taking that mentality, right. then people go, Dumbest well, then what's thing. the point, right? right. Why am I going to go vote? When That's we voter now- suppression. That is right. true exactly. voter suppression. And then we learn that night and follow up how many races were literally down to hundreds of votes. So when somebody says, what's the point? Why should I vote? My voice doesn't matter. No, it absolutely does matter. Whether you're on the right or the left right. doesn't matter. Well, Your you know, a good example, a good example, which she's not on the bonehead this week, which I'm surprised. Lauren Boebert won by very, a very, very slim margin. And it's possible, it's possible that if enough people in that district would have heard commentary that would have gave them more confidence in mm-hmm. going and voting against her opponent, maybe she would have lost. I don't know. But let's talk about a scumbag who did win, but also got fucking bent over a Democrat's knee and spanked this week. Let's start with uh, Matt Venmo Gatz. Uh, I'd like to start there. Do you know this? We, we all watch this story. Yeah, yeah. This clip. Here's the thing. He, he decided to um, have an amendment in the Judiciary Committee where a member of the Judiciary Committee leads the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, Democrats don't have a problem with saying the Pledge of Allegiance. They do have a problem, though, with insurrectionists who trying to overthrow our government, which mm. is the symbol of the fucking Pledge of Allegiance. You know, oh, you mean you mean hypocrites? Too. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. they are fucking Republicans. They are they are the party of Santos. Um, so watch this clip here uh, in the committee hearing where there is an amendment filed on the amendment to make sure dirty, seditious insurrectionists can't lead the pledge because they don't believe in it. If they wanted to overthrow, I don't know the constitution in which the pledge is designed Mm -hmm. to have allegiance to. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I, um, you know, Mr. Issa just made reference to how important it is for us to display our commitment to the constitution and to commit to defend it aggressively. So I'd like to offer an amendment to the amendment, (laughs) uh, adding in the second paragraph, where the chair may designate an individual to lead the Pledge of Allegiance to add the following language. Provided, however, the pledge shall not be led by an individual who supported an insurrection against the government of the United States in any way. Because I think if we adopt this amendment, then we will be truthful in in representing that stating this pledge is an affirmation of your defense of democracy and the Constitution. It's hard to take that claim seriously if, in fact, an individual who in any way supported an insurrection against the government of the United States is allowed to lead the pledge. 
Now, this is not a bad amendment on the amendment. I actually don't have a problem with the amendment. I don't have a problem with them leading the pledge. Mm-hmm. It's the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, it's in our government. Uh, it's in a government building. It's in a government hearing. I actually believe that regardless if you believe someone should say the Pledge of Allegiance or not, I actually don't believe it's a bad thing for our elected officials to pledge allegiance um, to the flag, which represents our constitution, which they have an oath to. I, I don't have a problem with that. Now, I, I believe it's everyone's freedom to not say the pledge. And I think members of Congress should be able to not say the pledge. Um, but I don't think it's a bad thing that they would say the pledge of allegiance much better than actually standing there and fucking praying in our, yeah. in our, in our government buildings. When we clearly, there's a reason why we have a separation between church and state, the pledge completely different thing. I also think that this is a great amendment on the amendment where they're saying, Hey, no, no insurrectionists can lead the pledge because you don't actually believe in the pledge. Why would you lead it? I mean, um, it seems, it, it, it seems pretty non-controversial if right. I had to say so myself right now. I will, I will say that I don't think it goes quite far. He goes quite far enough. Uh, David, um, Sicilian in his, and the representative from Rhode Island's first district. I don't think he goes quite far enough. He should say people, not just insurrectionists, but who 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 committed sedition by um, trying to have fake electors um, mm-hmm. submitted fraudulently mm-hmm. to the uh, con- uh, the confirmation of the electoral college. So that I believe is a little more language that he could have added. But the point where Matt Gantz. Uh, becomes the bonehead here is this moment after that because gave at the first part of this clip he thinks he's got him oh mm-hmm. man he think oh yeah baby i got you now about the insurrection yeah and he totally gets just bent over and spanked on the ass again because he's Which, matt gets and these people don't think past their fucking nose right the the other thing too is that uh matt gates he did it while he was on the beat with ari melber and he did it i think a couple other times but you'll notice in this clip, you'll hear Matt Gates say George Herbert Walker Bush, right? Right. He says it. He says the full na- the full fucking government name, right? H H W. Yeah, yeah. Which is not confused with W Bush, right? The, the daddy, instead of, not instead the of son. just saying George H W Bush, right? He goes full name, right? As if as if he's proving a point in saying, oh, well, you know who another person that was attacked? Like, it's like, dude, we, we know who you're talking about. And you saying the full name doesn't make you any more intelligent and doesn't make you sound any more coherent to the dumb fucking point that you want to make. Well, let's listen to Matt Getz, try to make this point and then get absolutely fucking smacked down like a, tennis ball at a at a <laughs> u.s open match so i would ask mr gates to accept this friendly amendment and i look forward to supporting with the gentleman yield for i first ask question. mr gates if he'll support the amendment to make sure that someone who led an insurrection against the united states doesn't make a mockery of the pledge of allegiance and stand before this committee with their hand over their heart claiming to support the constitution M- mr Cicilline, I, I, I my concern would be if your definition of an insurrection is objecting to electors then there would be many democrats on the committee that wouldn't be eligible to lead the pledge since so many. That's not my definition. of. There's the shit eating grin. Yeah. Here, 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 here's what he believes. Right. Is is the the spike, right? He's like, Oh, this is it. This is it. And he doesn't know he's running straight into the wall. Like he's running straight into the point. Watch. The the last Republican president to get sworn in absent Democrat objectors was George Herbert Walker. Claiming my time is I will allow the chairman 
to determine whether or not someone has participated in insurrection in the United States. I think this language is important. Would the gentleman further yield? I'm asking Mr. Gates, will you now accept the amendment? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that, that you may be disqualifying too many of your own members, Mr. Sisson. I'm not concerned about that at all. <laughs> He's like, okay, if, they're, if they... If, if they, they are to overthrow good. the government and they're insurrection, the they can't do it. It's the same thing. It's like when you hear Republicans try to argue like, oh, Hunter Biden did this. OK, fine. If he did, then investigate right. him. Right. Do it. Do but it. There, there should not be this double standard for, oh, well, he's a Democrat. He shouldn't be. Look, if he did something wrong, regardless of what party affiliation he has or they have or whatever, do it. Investigate them. Don't allow them to say the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't fucking care. Make it fucking level playing field. Right. But the idea that they want to say, oh, well, this whataboutism, if they can't say the Pledge of Allegiance, then neither can Democrats. All right, bet, dude. Let's sure let's follow it. Play that game. Yeah. Well, you know, this this is the same thing because it's it's projection, because this idea that, oh, everyone's so unfair to Republicans because they're Republicans and they want to call Republicans insurrections just because they're Republicans and on and on and on and on and on. And they want to put they want to put political prisoners in, in, in federal prison because they have a certain opinion and blah, blah, blah. Right. Listen, these motherfuckers planned, organized mm -hmm. to have a violent insurrection with the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. Rudy Giuliani calling members of the Senate and the House to stall to make sure that fake electors could be delivered to Mike Pence. That is, and that was the whole key, the whole plan the entire time. Mm -hmm. We're talking about sedition. We're not talking about a member of Congress or, of the House or the Senate having the right to vote to not certify results. That is not what we're talking about here. Right. That's not at all what we're talking about. We're talking about the act of sedition, which I will say, in fact, the Oath Keepers, speaking of the Oath Keepers in their scheme to stall, to have those state electors delivered to Mike Pence are now successfully convicted of seditious mm -hmm. conspiracy. It is sedition. And anyone who acted in a way to aid and abed Trump, his allies, the Oath Keepers, or anyone else that was involved in the planning of the January 6th violent insurrection, you are seditionist, you are insurrectionist, and you were part of the plot to overthrow our government whether you know it or realize it or want it to be that or not. So fuck yeah. Matt Gates, Fuck that bonehead. I mean, sorry, facts don't care about your feelings. Yeah. Um, you know, just to quote a, just to quote the uh, pseudo fake right. intellect known as Ben Shapiro, right? Fuck your feelings. Yeah. Facts don't fucking care about your feelings, you goddamn snowflake. Speaking of snowflakes, um, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Ended up now. We did a, a video on his little uh Hitler youth uh, announcement yeah. that he did, which I mean, that in and of itself could be uh, the boneheaded moment. But the boneheaded moment that I thought was this week is <laughs> when he pled the fifth five million times or some stupid shit. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's this pretty close ridiculous. up there. But this is this is it's also it wasn't almost five hundred. It was almost five hundred. Yeah, right? it was. It was nearly five hundred because he almost, almost. I believe. I think it was like four hundred plus. But I know yeah. that Eric Trump did 500 plus or close to 500. So Eric Trump beat uh, his son or his dad, rather, uh, by by pleading the fifth. Right. And, you know, again, you've got Donald Trump who says only mobsters, only the mob takes the fifth. Why would you take the fifth if you're innocent? This and this and that. But some well, of the questions well, here's, are like, well, why would you take the yeah. 
Well, here's the clip. Let's play the clip. The difference in what he said in the deposition and the Mm -hmm. testimony versus what he says to his supporters, because I believe that's the key here. Let's listen. Anyone in my position not taking the Fifth Amendment would be a fool, an absolute fool. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It would it would make me seem like you have something to hide, which probably means that you're not innocent. I mean, just based just based on that logic, which, again, is Trump showboating in public, trying to seem like this alpha mega man, like I'm a patriot. I fucking won't cuck to anyone. He is. A and cuck. then when he's in a deposition, he's like, oh, uh, for the yeah. sake of um, not, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, making myself uh, in trouble, I plead the fifth. Like, that's exactly what happens. And then he did that. And he's like, same answer, same answer, same answer. Right. 500 times. Well, you know, the, the best part about this is when he's giving some of this deposition and he's saying, oh, it's so unfair to me. I'm such it's so unfair. We're so mistreated. I'm such a I'm such a little bitch. I'm such a whiny little bitch. And Tish James is so mean to me. Oh, she's so mean. She even campaigned that she would get me if I did crimes. She even campaigned and promised that if I did crimes and she found tax fraud, that she would that she would bring me to justice in any way shape or <laughs> if form they fi- right. if they found tax fraud yeah, yeah i would hope that you would go to i mean dude, right. law and order just comply just right. comply right exactly just let you've them- got nothing to hide just comply right. but but the fact that tish james is sitting across the table from him and he oh, has yeah. his head down the whole time oh. and he barely will look up at her barely mm-hmm. will look look up at her because he's so fucking terrified of her because you know She's sitting there. Oh yeah, and she's, she's laser eyed. She's just she's just laser eyed. Like, she's just hanging. You know, I look. You know, the fucker off camera. She's like, you know, having a drink, eating some chips. She's like, mm, <laughs> this is even more delicious now. Oh, but you know God that she's damn. she's in the back. You know, she's behind, obviously, and she's just watching. She right. is she is living in. Oh, this you moment. know it because he looks up. He looks up when yeah. when he brings up. I think this is a clip of that. Let, let's watch this. Anyone in my position not taking the Fifth Amendment would be a fool. There he looks an up. Absolute fool. One statement or answer that is ever so slightly off, just ever so slightly, by accident, by <laughs> mistake, such as it was a sunny and beautiful day when actually it was slightly overcast, would be met by law enforcement under the advice of my counsel and. For all of the above reasons, I respectfully decline to answer the questions under the rights and privileges afforded to every citizen under the United States Constitution. Okay, so there, there's a little clip of him getting cucked. Yeah, and not only, and not only did he plead the fifth, right, and have to have to look down as he said it, right, but he came prepared with a written statement. In case, you know, because I'm sure his lawyers, his lawyers were like, hey, listen, Donnie, uh, baby, uh, we need you to plead the fifth or else you're going to incriminate yourself for some other crime that they're going to ask you about. And just to make sure that you say exactly what you need to say, because we know that you like to rant. We've seen your videos. We need you to stick to the script. We're going to write this pre-written statement on this piece of paper for you all you got to do is read it make your statement if you forget they have to say same answer it's written on the piece of paper for you 
Same answer, same answer. I plead the fifth. I don't want to you know, incriminate myself. Under advice of counsel, I plead the fifth. We're going to have these answers ready to go for you, and you can read them just in case, but we know you will forget what to say. So for your own good, take this piece of paper and just put it in front of you, and whenever you feel nervous and whenever you feel uncertain, just look down and follow the steps. Well, you know, he kind of goes off script, and here's part of that where he's going off script. She promised to, quote, shine a bright light into every dark corner of Trump's real estate holdings. Shortly thereafter, she vowed to, quote, use every area of the law to investigate President Trump and his business transactions and that his that of his family as well. She knows nothing about us. This is when she knew absolutely nothing about us. It was very unfair. This whole thing is very unfair. There he is off script. (laughs) I'm the victim. I committed these crimes at my company and I said I didn't know, but I really did know. And then I had Weisselberg take the fall, who's now, I don't know if you saw this, Weisselberg is now being potentially going to be charged with another crime. Oh, no shit. Well, you know, I actually surmised the morning that this deposition tape dropped. And that there was the the um, news that the Manhattan D.A. had opened up another grand jury um, into Donald Trump personally, possibly Mm -hmm. for the crimes of of the actual Stormy Daniels case. My question was, is Alan Weisselberg being squeezed because. Rikers is a motherfucker. Listen, being locked up is a bitch. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's been. And he locked only has up. to be uh, his his sentence is only five months. Yeah, but five months in Rikers. Oh yeah, like yeah. Fucking I mean, five hundred years. Like, what is he? Seventy? He's like right. seventy five or something like that. Listen, being locked up is a motherfucker. Yeah. Being being incarcerated is a bitch. Trust me. But when when you're talking about fucking Rikers, mm-hmm. holy shit, you're talking about a whole nother fucking ball game. You're talking about a yeah. whole nother type of sentencing and incarceration at Rikers. The situation there is not good. Like right. it is so horrible that they should actually probably shut that facility down mm-hmm. if it's not totally reformed from top to bottom but that that is for another time and another debate but my guess is when alan weisselberg actually got there to do his five months he soon realized holy fuck yeah i really stepped in a big pile of shit on that one right maybe maybe i should do something to get my uh get my five months reduced here or something right or try at least to reconcile this situation especially if they were going to bring other charges against him so what are these other charges real quick before we move on so i mean just to keep it simple basically they're looking at additional uh fraud charges against him uh that you know uh, insurance fraud to pressure Mm -hmm. him to cooperate with their investigation against trump so who knows maybe he cooperates and he gets less of a letter you know a lessened sentence from the five months down to something less or maybe they say you know what we'll just wipe the whole thing and you can do uh kind of house arrest but again it all depends on how much or what information weisselberg is willing to give and cooperate with because yeah you know being in rikers for five months at the age of the the age of 75 is not easy on anyone, especially if there's someone in there who, I don't know, wants to settle a score, let's say. Right. Um, and you want to live out or the make, rest of or your life. Or make a name for themselves. Exactly, right? You know, And if you're in that position, then you might 
want to negotiate to say, hey, guys, look, I know I know I said I didn't know anything before, but I do have some information now, you know, um, and it, it's it, it is it is. With time, especially at Rikers, you'd be surprised how much time. We're like, okay, okay, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm good to oh, talk. You, now. you change your mind about a lot of things when you're incarcerated, and I'm sure the mind changing that happens when you're incarcerated at Rikers is overwhelming. Speaking right. of frauds, mm-hmm. speaking of frauds, we got another big, huge fraud. But he's just, he's just a Republican, really. He's just a Republican, mm-hmm. and, but he ended up being our dishonorable mention this week. Of course, it's George Santos. The reason why we didn't put George Santos on because George Santos dishonorable is my... mention. Oh yeah, that's sorry. Des, dishonorable. Yeah. De, des, dishonorable mention. The Santos honorable mention. Dishonorable mention. Yeah, which um, we've come to. We're not sure if George Santos is Ron DeSantos or if Ron DeSantos is George Santos. We're not really right. sure yet. We're still working on that, mm-hmm. nailing that one down. But uh, George George uh, Santos here, he. I think he's four out of five the last time he's been on the poll. So I thought he would win if we yeah. put him on. So we squeezed in the other three. But I do want to play a clip here that you posted um, from your what was that account on on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know exactly why. There could be a million reasons why. Uh, and that's not – and that was the – because I, I think I know what you're going to play. But it was all because of uh, – I was I like – I was – I've been watching, as we all have. I've been watching this uh, this George Santos uh, situation play out, and you're like, "Man, who is this situation? Situation play out?" And you're like, "Who is this guy? Where is he from?" Every every single day or every other day, there's some new little bit of news that somebody uncovers, right? And uh, it's either he is formerly a drag queen in brazil which again nothing wrong with that but when you back a party and you're part of a party that is anti-trans anti-drag anti-lgbtq you know you you back people that that have secret money operations against the equality act when you yourself are supposedly married to your husband you know you're gonna get called out for those things and I think you're gonna. Are you playing the the? Well, interview? I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the one clip where he says. Um, he basically says, "I'm not." Which one is it? Where he's what? not. He's not. He's not. He didn't lie. He didn't misrepresent anything. Uh, but oh. it's the interview on OAN. It's that clip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me tell him. Um, I got. There's three of them here, but I don't see the one. Oh, I think it's the one first one where he's talking about it's, uh, not a lie. Like okay, he's yeah, like yeah. categorically right. Is this it? Is this the uh, let, let's so. let's play this one? Um, you were actually the first one to post this, um, and then a few days later, other people jumped onto this. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's here's a, an interview with um, the Scamchurian candidate George Santos himself on OAN, you know, a real news mm-hmm. <clears throat> network. And I know that a lot of people want to create this narrative that I I faked my way to Congress, which is absolutely categorically false. <laughs> okay, Anna, do I need to play any more than that? I mean, this is hilarious. Yeah, you should, you should, you should. Okay, let, let's keep going. Um, I've worked hard. I've built ground up a career um, through experience and through knowledge and through self-education. Uh, and, you know, I think it's amazing that I... He forgot fraud. He forgot fraud in there. He built a, He built himself up with with fraud but he you know who's counting it's on OAN what are you gonna do 
have to sit here and be spoken down to on a regular basis yet again by the media. <laughs> oh my God. The idea is the victim. <laughs> He, he lied to people. He fucking defrauded his constituents. And he is for on, you to point it out is just egregious. Oh my God. He is on pussy. OAN. Okay. Right. Of all places, right? OAN. The worst of the worst. The worst. The the fucking, the fucking worst. worst. But he's on OAN. And I'll give the I'll give I'll give uh Caitlin Sinclair, I think is her name, credit. Like she asked him some questions, right? And she did her research on some of the stuff, especially when it comes to like how how his constituents feel about George Santos and the lies that he's told and whether or not he's given them an apology. And even so, he was like, oh yeah, I gave them an apology. And she's like, well, not according to the constituents. He goes, well, I don't know what more you want me to do. I don't know. Here, actually play that clip. Um, Which, the, the second one? Are the third one? Mm. I've learned my lesson. Is that the? No, it's here. We'll, we'll play. We'll play uh, this one here. And I've learned my lesson, and you can guarantee. I can guarantee you that from now on, anything and everything is always going to be above board. It's. I mean, it wasn't before. Yeah, yeah. He, it wasn't. Literally saying which, which he then word. says. He goes, "Oh, well, it was above." Let's largely always been above board. I'm just going to largely, largely. And- Largely. I would love to know his definition of largely. It was largely above board people. Huge. It was huge. huge. He has largely. I mean, Trump has largely hands, right? He right. has yeah. largely He's hands. Got Large hands. hands. So that's probably exactly what George Santos is talking about. But yeah, uh, is in this interview, clip, is it the other clip that you were? I think there's a there's it's a different clip in there. Uh, maybe the third. The media has decided to. Oh yeah, here here it is. Here it is. Here's the one that you're referring to. Yeah. I'm sad that the media has decided now to target oh my, God. my family. The media has decided to target and harass my friends, anybody around me. They're not your friends. I signed up for this job, Caitlin. Oh, no. I signed up for this. No. So why are you bitching? If you yeah. signed up for this, why the fuck are you bitching? The idea that he's like, this was about me. This right. was my campaign. Right. No, actually, it wasn't just about you. It's about the district uh, that you represent. But also, the when you enter. Defrauded. Yeah. And when you enter the spotlight of an of a campaign and say, I am going to run for office, then people are going to look into your life. And that includes everyone that you've ever dealt with, when you where you've gone to school, what sports you might have played or not played. And and your family because they want to know is there a reason that we shouldn't if your trust mom this guy? died once twice three times who knows Something, right you know, right and yeah I mean I mean the, the fact that he's saying everyone's bringing his family into it the only reason why anyone talks about his family at all in this story is because he lied yeah about not only not only his mother. And her death and and the possibility that she died during 9-11. But he's talking about how he's Jewish because he Mm -hmm. has lineage back to the Holocaust, which we don't know if that's true or not. Oh, it's not because his grandparents were Catholic and they were from Brazil. Right. And he he goes on and on and on about these lies about his fucking family that he's told out in the open. It ain't like 
it ain't like he tell, told these lies 20 years ago to a friend and the friend's coming out and be like, well, he lied to me about. Right. No, you said this shit in front of cameras and microphones. You stole a fucking scarf when you went to the January 6th celebration where you wanted to overthrow the Constitution mm-hmm. to, to install Donald Trump as dictator and king. Even even when you went to perpetuate that lie, you stole a fucking scarf from your friend that you call it your roommate get the fuck out of here with this media's dragging your friends because yeah. because because at the end of the day if he did actually come forward in the sense of like oh i made mistakes fine whatever but even if before that you know he actually told the truth none of this would have been about him or his family and if anything it was about his family it would have been like oh george santos a gay republican non-white person representative or representing the blue state of new york right which we don't even really know if any of that is hardly right exactly like you know they're like oh well is he married he says he's got a husband but when you look back through the timeline it doesn't really add up he references this guy but we don't actually know if that's him we know that he was married to a woman from uh uh which again i don't give a shit i don't give a shit if you if it what your sexual preference is, who you're married to, I don't give a shit. But when you are when you're entering public life, especially when you're asking voters to give you their ballot to you so you can go represent them in the United States House of Representatives mm-hmm. and you're lying to them. And really the lie that I think really has pissed these constituents off more than anything else, like they they would get over any because he's a Republican. He is a Republican. They are used to being lied to by these fucking scumbags. The one thing that I think the reason why New York's third will never, ever consider George Santos as a viable candidate of any political party in New York's third ever again. And they're so pissed off at him and they would recall him if they could. Oh, yeah. Is because of his lie about 9-11. That is Mm -hmm. the one thing that put them over the top because it's so personal. It is still well, I think, a raw I, wound. I think not only nine 11, but also that I think if I remember correctly, I mean also New York, but that district specifically, I think has a large population of Jewish Americans. Right. And the fact so, that he said Jewish and then, and then the thing where he had the dog charity and he used a Jewish name, yeah. all things that are like, this is it's the gross. Jews will give me more money. is right. basically the sentiment that he had, right. which is anti-Semitic. Right. And the, the whole yeah the whole idea that he's like oh jewish people and money it's like okay immediately right there we already have anti-semitism because you're assuming that those people have the money and they control the money and there's right and they only and they only give it they only give it to other jewish people like it's fucking just ridiculous but he that's why that's why he's the dishonorable mention of the week Mm -hmm, because he mm -hmm. is a fucking bonehead but he's just an every average day Republican. He just tells a little bit different lies than what they want to tell. They want to lie to you about M&Ms and gas stoves and inflation yeah. and gas prices. He wants to lie about 9-11 and right. if he was a drag queen or not, which I don't know why he's ashamed of that. I have right. no idea. But, you know, our next person on Bone of the Week has a lot mm-hmm. to be ashamed of. And he's running away from that shame, I think is the story that we're going to get to here. I don't know. I haven't done a lot of research on this story yet. I know this uh-huh. guy is a complete fucking scumbag, but he made his way this morning, last minute as alpha cuck on bonehead of the week. It is the murderer. That's right. Kyle, I called you a fucking murderer. Kyle Rittenhouse, mm-hmm. um, the white supremacist murderer. Sue me, bitch. Is there, I, I feel like, 
I say I, I'm saying these things, so maybe he'll try to. I, I think it would be great to elevate my status that I was sued by Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. I really do. Kyle, you are a white supremacist. You are white nationalist. You are racist piece of shit, and you are a fucking murderer. Come sue me for it. Yeah, uh, and I'll keep saying it over and over and over again. And you know and what? If you me. if you sue, then eh, fuck it. Let's bring out the discovery, baby. That's right. You know what's funny about that is I think that's why he ended up on Bonehead because he's being sued. Is that right? That is correct. He oh. is being sued. So why is if if he's just being sued? Why is he on the Bonehead? What happened? Right. So just for the context of why he's being sued, mm-hmm. so a federal judge in Wisconsin ruled on Wednesday that a wrongful death lawsuit that was filed by the father of one of the men who was shot and killed by Kyle Rittenhouse, murdered, let's call it murdered by Kyle Rittenhouse during the 2020 protest in, uh, in Wisconsin that again, Kyle Rittenhouse never had to be at. And not only that, but he never had to be at and have an AR 15 that he had a friend purchase because he was not old enough and he could not actually own a gun, but he stored it in Wisconsin. And then his mother drove him, 30 minutes over across the border into another state to go attend this riot with an ulterior motive motive, right? So the reason that he's getting sued is for the death of Anthony Huber, right? The murdering of Anthony Huber, which is one of the two men that, that Kyle Rittenhouse murdered. Now this is a little different than his criminal trial where the judge made it to where it was very easy for Kyle Rittenhouse uh, to get off on murder charges. This is a civil case. This is a civil case. So this is a lawsuit that was filed in 2021. Okay. Now what happened was in that time frame, right? Attorneys and investigators spent more than a hundred hours and across seven different states where they finally tracked his mother's home or where she was staying in Florida. And they said, uh, they said, Kyle isn't home, right? He's not home. You can't give us this shit, right? But turns out that uh, they can because it was clear to the judge that Kyle Rittenhouse was cowardly running away from getting served this lawsuit, right? Getting served the papers, like you've been served, right? Here is this case. Did he case. think it would just go away if he wasn't served? I think maybe, maybe Kyle Rittenhouse thought, ah, oh, you know what? If I act like Rudy Giuliani or Donald Trump or any other Republican and I run away from the problem, maybe it'll go away. But here's the thing. Eventually, it's going to catch up with you, right? You're going to get served. And in this way, it was by proxy of his sister at his mother's home or wherever she was staying in Florida. You know what? This is good enough. This is close enough to a person to Kyle Rittenhouse because this guy has been jumping from state to state to state. And they spent But he over, did get officially served for this. But he was officially served. And not only, but a federal judge in Wisconsin said, yeah, we can proceed with this civil lawsuit against Kyle Rittenhouse for this wrongful death. So, so I... Fuck I think around this is, and find out is what's happening here. I think this is significant. And the reason why is this, um, not just that Kyle Rittenhouse murdered these people, mm-hmm. um, because, uh, you know, he should be serving, uh, criminal penalties, uh, for that, I believe now, right. um, the way the trial happened and the judge, you know, framed up the trial, it, it didn't happen that way. We didn't receive justice, um, in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, I don't believe, but here's the thing. If you remember, if you rewind all the way back to where Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer, who got him off on these charges, Mm -hmm. did an interview and said, I have told Kyle to fucking go away, slink away, change your name, 
fucking do plastic, whatever you got to do to not be Kyle Rittenhouse. Go do that. Mm -hmm. Do not participate in a media campaign. Do not try to make money off your name. Do not try to advance your your fucking platform because of because you got off on these murder charges. Mm -hmm. Go away, live your life and live it free of this this criminal charges. That attorney said that shit out loud in several interviews that that was his advice to Kyle Rittenhouse. But he also said he doesn't think Kyle is listening to him. And the reason why this civil case, it makes so much sense to me, is because Kyle Rittenhouse, you got to have money to be jumping from state to state to state to state to be yeah, avoiding. Yeah. I mean, a broke motherfucker who has to stay in one spot and eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and fucking ramen noodles can't fucking skip town right. and skip being served. He's making money. He did the video game. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been on several places. Uh, he's going to he go to several speaker. different universities. He's been paid to be a speaker. He was on Tucker Carlson's show. I mean, he, on and on and on. He right. was going to sue the media. He was going to get all this money for suing Joe Biden. And yeah, I thought he media. was supposed to be holding the media accountable. Right. right? He goes, it's time to hold the media right. accountable. But because he played into that that grift and he's grifting, mm -hmm. he's making money somewhere, which only gives he's got a he's got a give send go that's going right. on. I don't know if you know that. And he's like, please help me. I'm being persecuted oh, for legal fees. People. I need legal fees that I'm gonna use for my living purposes. Listen, folks, the reason why a federal judge is more likely to let a civil lawsuit go forward for monetary value is because Kyle Rittenhouse is profiting mm -hmm. profiting off the murder just like alex jones was profiting off the fucking lies that he told about children being slaughtered at, at at newtown look that is why kyle rittenhouse is a fucking idiot that lawyer who got him off on the fucking criminal murder charges if he would have just listened to that murder and went away we mm -hmm. wouldn't know who Kyle Rittenhouse really is, where he's at, right. what he's doing, and he probably would not be be able to be sued because he wouldn't have anything to get sued for. There's nothing there. There's no right. there's no gain that he would make off of a wrongful death. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's the same reason why OJ Simpson has to give all his fucking money for the book that he wrote to the fucking family because he made profit off that fucking case so kyle rittenhouse um and it's not just in you know ju and just so people know it's not just kyle rittenhouse that's being sued also right. government officials in the state of wisconsin uh because of essentially i think is what they quoted they said by creating a powder keg of a situation right. where this was able to happen so it's not just the person kyle rittenhouse the murderer but also government officials in the city being responsible for allowing that to happen and also just again creating that but another thing too is that kyle rittenhouse <laughs> the audacity of kyle rittenhouse to say oh, 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 oh this whole lawsuit is is bullshit guys this whole case against me should be dismissed because i wasn't properly served the lawsuit but meanwhile they're like yeah it's because you were it was clearly clearly you evading getting served, right? Listen, that, that, shit is, that, shit is not gonna, that shit is not going to hold up in court where the yeah. court, the court is the one trying to serve you. And you're like, oh, well, you didn't serve me properly. Yeah. Okay. Good luck with that defense right. there, Kyle. Yeah. Good fucking luck. Um, and speaking of non good luck and not having mm. luck at all. Um, let's go back to our contestants here. 
Marjorie Taylor Greene. She mm. doesn't have luck with numbers. It's nope. almost it's almost like them banning math and reading and stuff um, really has effect on their cognitive, you know, um, knowledge of mm-hmm. like math and numbers and how shit works. Because uh, she ended up being our bonehead of the week. She ended up being our bonehead of the week. Now, there's probably, I don't know, four or five different clips that we could play of Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, for the bonehead. There's actually a good exchange, I believe, with AOC um, or AOC yesterday. And I and oh, I probably and won't get to play this. Tweet? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll do this, too, on my um, Patreon. I'll, I'll play that video and maybe I'll do like a video response on there because we just... We don't have time to get to every single fucking piece of content. And it's a great piece of content. I mean, Uh, for the same reason that we're like, oh, God, you know, it's literally till Thursday that we pick some of these contestants. It's there is so much going on that 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 is why we cover it all. That is why we need three hours. But we we just we have to have more monetary support before we could get to three hours because we probably could just do eight hours a day if we I mean, yeah, if if we wanted. I mean, we've done it before. (laughs) Right. For just for just uh, court cases. Right. But I'm sure if we really did want to. Yeah, we could go eight hours. Oh, it just becomes, yeah. uh, you know, becomes gotta, a, a gotta, financial. Gotta, yeah. Right. Well, you got to eat. You got to also, you know, yeah. family, significant others might be right. like, hey, you yeah, want to like ever spend time with me? You know, they might they might get a little pissed off. But here is the um, here's the uh, the clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now I'm going to play the the end of the clip that we didn't play the other day. But this. First part of the clip is really fucking boneheaded. So let me set this up for you. This is a this is a, a committee meeting where Marjorie Taylor Greene <laughs> is going to be questioning a government official about education funding, and she uh-huh. she doesn't know the name of the bill that is the COVID relief package. She calls it COVID cash because she's in her bubble and she doesn't yeah. realize that this person has no fucking clue what he, what she's talking about. She brings up CRT. He has no fucking clue what she's talking about. She bring she brings up um, um, wokeism in a way and and yeah and it it just just watch it's fucking confusing but this is why she's a bonehead. Dodaro, can you tell me uh, how much how much COVID cash went to CRT? Okay, so that's her question. Right. Literally, this is like shit that they would talk about on Steve Bannon's show. Now, to be fair, we've got our own language on this show, mm-hmm. and someone who is not. Um, you know, knowledgeable on politics would come watch our show. Some of what I say and what we talk about would seem like foreign fucking language, right? It mm-hmm. really would. But we're not in a committee hearing. I'm not responsible for representing my constituents and asking serious questions to a witness in Congress in a committee hearing here. She is. And her question is, hey, that COVID cash, did any of that COVID cash go to CRT? And watch, <laughs> watch his response. He's like, what the fuck? Watch this. CRT. Critical race theory in education. It's it's a racist right. uh, uh, curriculum used to teach children uh, that somehow their white skin is not equal to black skin and other things that it. Okay, so she doesn't know what CRT is, oh, nor nor can she explain her alternative definition to CRT. Right. Like, but she I doesn't think, know the actual definition, and then she doesn't even know what she means when she says it. Yeah, and I just want to I just want to put this out here. If I was ever called before a committee, okay, a congressional meeting like this. 
for something I said or that I might not that might not be a bad idea. We should get you in a um, yeah yeah I should here. I, yeah I don't know what for could be good. But if there is ever a moment in time in which I am called into a congressional meeting before a committee like this, especially ones with idiots, and they ask me questions, right? <laughs> you mean idiots asking the questions? Yeah 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 idiots right. asking the questions. Mm-hmm. If they ever ask me stuff like. You know, just an example, like if I was in the situation right now and they're saying, ah, CRT and this COVID cash, I would because I don't know if uh, if this this comptroller that she's talking to is doing it intentionally or he actually was like, I couldn't hear what you said or couldn't understand what you said. Well, he does that later on, but it's a little different. Right. Where he's like, I think you said this. What I would say is, I'm sorry, I don't I don't know. Can you explain that? Because what it allows you to do is take control. Because what the, what she's trying to do right now is saying CRT is she's trying for thing. that Fox. Well, she's COVID trying for cash. that Fox exactly. nude moment. She really wants that gotcha moment with those catchphrases, right? But catchphrases and like, ooh, that's a good like, that was a good zinger or whatever it might be, doesn't work when the person on the other end either doesn't know what you're talking about or plays dumb and says, wait, what are you talking about? And then you have to explain it, right? Because the assumption is when she says, oh, CRT and COVID cash, she it makes her sound like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. But when you question it, be like, I'm sorry, can you explain that? Like, I, I didn't hear what you said. Or can you talk a little bit more about that? It allows her to reveal that she actually is this fucking idiot that doesn't know anything. And the only talking point she has is regurgitating the phrases, um, the the uh the new interpretations that Tucker right. Carlson or Steve Bannon or anyone right. on Newsmax or OAN does. And then she has to explain it and she gets, she gets caught in a lie or in a, in a little bit of like a uh, moment. Like she was a kid in class and the teacher says, Hey, so uh, Marge, can you get up and, and give us a presentation on last week's lesson plan or last, that no last shit night's about chapter? And no like, shit uh, about well, it. Never read um, it. The, uh, well, the, the CRT gazpacho, Police came and uh, they told, uh, you know, it's it's well, just here's, it's here's the other thing that's happening. Problem. Here's the other thing that's happening that you can't see in this clip. She's been a congressperson for two fucking years. She was reelected mm-hmm. to Congress because she did such a great job. Right. Yeah. The problem is that Marjorie Taylor Greene did not have committee assignments. Now, for a reason. Right. But. We, we can debate that, and that's a whole nother story. Yeah, she didn't yeah. have committee assignments for a very good reason. Here's the thing. Because she didn't have any committee assignments, she didn't have any serious staffers. There's no staffers in Washington, D.C. that want to go work for a congressperson who have no committee assignments. And the reason why is because in Washington, D.C., there's career staffers. That's what they do for a living. Mm-hmm. And when a congressperson like Madison Cawthorn does not get reelected. They go to George Soros's office and they are staffers for them. You mean mean George Santos? Yes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I dude, I've made the same mistake too. I was talking to someone. I was like, Oh, George Soros. And I'm like, what? See, this is this stupid language that they do. And then it's all fucked. Anyway, George Santos, George Soros, Ron DeSantis, DeSantis, Santos is fucking these motherfuckers. But listen, there's career staffers. So what's happening behind the scenes that you do not see is that staffers, when you go and and you watch C-SPAN every once in a while, Mm -hmm. or you watch clips of it where someone's doing questioning, like we watched um, um, the the representative from Rhode Island and uh, do the amendment to the amendment, right? Right, right. He's a professional. 
Mm-hmm. He understands what's happening. He has he's, staffers, he's an adult. Right. He has, <laughs> but he has professional staff behind him. Right. That are also cued in on this and they know what's happening because a representative has a lot of things that they're doing all at once. There's a mm-hmm. lot of votes that they're making, but they have staff that keeps track of everything for them because yeah. there's so much stuff. Marjorie Taylor Greene's staff fucking sucks. They're horrible. Mm-hmm. They're not professionals. Oh, yeah. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't know how to form questions. They don't even know how to write questions on paper. She looked at the paper and literally read, why is there COVID cash being paid for CRT? And that is how they fucking wrote the question. And more than likely, she wrote that question, not her staff. And she did not run it by her staff. Because what a real professional would have done here if they wanted to pen this guy down is explain what COVID cash is, mm-hmm. explain what CRT is in her little fucking mind and her delusion, and then ask the question and form the question and ask yeah. the question so he understood what the fuck he was talking about. But he doesn't because it gets better with the with where she, he does have no clue what she's talking about. And, of course, she fucks up the whole five point. Right. And again, this is this is her dollars. like this is her first moment back right with responsibility being on this right. committee to be like okay i'm gonna be able to ask questions i'm gonna yeah, be able to bitch, say stuff i'm gonna, I'm slam gonna dunk some stuff this is her first, she's like fucking up to bat first time right she's been injured she just got off the injured reserve right. list or whatever and she's, she's in a fast bat. break no she's yeah. in a fast break man there's no one in front of her she's at the half court line she's gonna dunk that fucking ball man you gotta dunk that shit and she goes up the be- a beautiful fucking lift off and then bang off the back of the rim oh, watch man. this watch this education yeah uh, no, I do not know that, but I, I do know that there's f- provisions that the uh, federal funds generally are not used, they're supposed to be used for curriculum. Oh, uh, that's a state. Oh, Mr. Dodaro, I have to tell you in Illinois that they receive $5.1 billion, um, at, at an elementary school there that, that used it for equity and diversity. Um, mm. So it's, it's being used for these things. Uh, Mr. Dodaro. So there she lies. Can you pull me the uh, the dry cleaning clip? I don't have that one on this one. Can you find you, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Is that what you were talking about? Look, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Pull me the dry cleaning clip. And uh, everyone will know what I'm talking about when we pull this up because he gets really confused about dry cleaning. Uh, <laughs> and, but but she's really confused about a number because the real story is, is that the entire state of Illinois, we did a whole thing on this. You should subscribe to the YouTube channel to go watch this. But the, the entire state of Illinois received five gazillion billion trillion mazillion dollars not one elementary school and all 50 states not just illinois received money yeah for the same 80, relief for a education 81, 81 billion dollars is how right. much money was given to all 50 states and the state of illinois has 851 school districts okay that's that's districts that's not the schools in those districts now some districts get more money than other districts because they're larger they need more resources you know they they need uh to to help those teachers by getting additional staff or or how whatever might or aid they got the state of illinois got five billion dollars not a single elementary school <laughs> if well, that was the case because i it, well, like $5 again, million for one school is in an elementary school is fucking crazy. Well, but this comes down back to her staff and making sure that on her notes that they clearly show and form a sentence and thoughts for her because she cannot form them on her own. Mm-hmm. 
that the facts are laid out in a certain way that doesn't present her stupidity and her boneheadedness for everyone to see. The same as this clip. This is the follow-up. This is what she says after that, which I don't know which is more boneheaded, but let's watch. Can you tell me how much money was given to Drag Queen Story Hour? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Who? Drag queen story time, where where men dress up as oh, oh, women oh. And, and read confusing books to children. Yeah. First, I thought you said dry clean. <laughs> <laughs> he says she says drag queen story hour. Okay, now again, we we they've gone on and on and on about this stuff, and really, um, you know, it, it is funny that this guy thought she said drag or uh, instead of drag, drag queen clean. story thought he said she said dry clean but in all reality like there are people's lives at risk here people mm -hmm. are getting shot and killed people are being threatened uh i mean violence uh, they're threatening to use violence against people they're calling in and threatening bomb threats at children's hospitals over all this i mean all this North lgbtq Carolina. uh nonsense that matt walsh and the daily wire and marjorie taylor green and fox news is perpetuating by demonizing performers mm -hmm. who dress up and do dances and they want to promote kids reading um right. and, and and by performing and making reading interesting and entertaining they think that someone dressing up in a certain outfit is is sexual and that is their problem that is a problem they have about their sexuality and the things that they are repressing i guess because nothing about a man dressing uh as a woman is sexual in any way shape or form that no, is not, not at thing. all and i mean th this is the same group of people who you know not only try to overthrow the government but they attack lgbtq communities and an example i was mentioning a moment ago was north carolina and i don't know if people remember this but this didn't happen too long ago this was back in december when uh north carolina town was attacked on their power grid because of a uh a show that they had it was very strategic they shot yeah. up very several in, power uh, stations in, to shut in, the power yeah, down moore county uh because you know they had a local drag show to celebrate the lgbt community again dude it's a private venue that they're doing their own thing. They're not bothering you. They're not fucking touching you. They're not trying to fucking touch your dick or shit like fucking Matt Schlapp of CPAC. None of that. They're not no the Republic, people. No Republican touch. Yeah, no Republican would ever grope or groom or molest no, or rape or not. sexually assault. There's only a whole list peddling, of them. Peddling child pornography. Right. None of that stuff. But in Moore County, in North Carolina, Moore County, local drag show, private entity, private thing. They're doing their own thing for the LGBTQ community. And and the Republicans, these extremists, these violent terrorists, because that's what they are. And, and they're stoked uh, by by Tucker Carlson and OAN and, and Daily and, Wire and Daily Wire, all Matt those Walsh, people. Matt Walsh and Matt Walsh to, and yeah, Matt to think that Walsh, they're the that enemy. Garbage. Right? And so when you've got people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, again, first opportunity to come back and say, I'm a real person and I actually want to legislate law. She goes in and she talks about COVID cash and drag show story time. Like these are the people that we have to that we unfortunately for the next two years or however long, depending on when they were elected, have to deal with because they're representing the American people and their constituents when that's not actually what they're there to do. They're there to make money. They're there to push propaganda. They're there to indoctrinate you against any anti-anything, anti-American values. They say America first, but they're anti-America first.
They don't like equality. They don't like equity. They don't like anyone who isn't white. They don't like the ability for anyone to have opportunity to make it in the American dream, you know, quote unquote American dream. They only like it if they themselves and people who look like them are able to prosper under this under this uh, America first uh, banner, right? But we know that's not the case. And they will they will go in and invade your privacy. They will look at under your you know your skirt and in your pants. They will tell you what bathroom you can go to. They'll try to give physical exams to children. They who go just to the play lengths. They go to the lengths, Gabe Sanchez, of banning entire libraries and schools exactly. because they're terrified of one book. They want to ban a movie from the 1990s, Miss Doubtfire, because liberals are like, okay, so you're against men in drag, but you're gonna like, you're gonna be okay with Mrs. Dead. This is not new. Men dressing up as women are in women's clothes is not new. Yeah. It's not new. It's not sexual. It's only, it's only you who are making it sexual, you scumbags. But here's here's the follow up here, um, and what made Marjorie Taylor Greene the bonehead of the week? Watch. So uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I don't know the answer to either one of those two. Uh, oh, we need to look into this, and I, I urge you to do that. Um, they, uh, Bradbury Sullivan LGBT Community Center in Pennsylvania received $16,000 uh, for drag queen story time uh, from, from COVID cash. Um, I think this is an issue that needs to be looked into. A lot of this money went to things that should have never gone to. And like I your business? You so much, and I yield back the remainder of my time. I yield back the remainder of my time, and the reason why is because I lost all thought, all direction for my yeah. stupid fucking questioning here, because really, in all honesty, it has no substance whatsoever right. for my constituents or the American people are really in this committee that shouldn't exist in the first place. Right. She's like, mm-hmm. I totally lost my train of thought on what Breitbart and news and war room uh, segment I was supposed to be regurgitating from Steve Bannon. Right. Right. That is I forgot. I forgot to write it down. Yeah, I, I didn't write, write it down, it down. and, and I didn't have I'm the definition. S- such a fucking bonehead! I'm such a fucking bonehead. I can't come up with the thought that might give me the reason why I even ran for Congress in the first place. Marjorie Taylor Green, Mm-mm-mm. you have been on Bonehead of the Week several times. It's been a while. I'm glad you're back here on the Bonehead of the Week, everybody. Let's give her her due. Yay! Oh, Marjorie Taylor Hooffoot Green. You did it. You did it once again. I think she used to be the record holder for uh, the amount she of was. Time. She okay. she was undefeated for a while. You yeah. know, anytime she was in, she was All like right. a sure sure in. But uh, she kind of lost her footing. We'll see if she comes back. Especially her hoofing, her yeah, hoofing. her hoofing. She was her like hoofing. Uh, her hoofing. She ain't got a foot. It's we'll a hook. see. Maybe maybe she <laughs> comes back. She has like a, a resurgence. A uh, Marjorie Taylor yeah. Greenessance, we'll call right. it. More more of these moments in these committees could right. definitely get work her way onto Bonehead of the Week. Everybody, you know, Bonehead of the Week is every single Friday here on the Tony Michaels Podcast in the second hour in a clip on the Midas Touch Network. Do not forget, here's how you vote, Gabe Sanchez. You go to our channel, the Tony Michaels Podcast. Go to YouTube, search the Tony Michaels Podcast, subscribe. You go to the community tab. 
The poll will be there every Thursday. You can also vote on Twitter at Tony Michaels Pod. So follow us on Elon's Twitter at Tony Michaels Pod. You can vote there. Also download every single episode of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and make sure to catch it on Fridays in the the full entirety of the second hour. Of course, we we t- been going long on Fridays because of Bonehead because mm-hmm. it's such a great segment, and I'm not going to not go long because of Bonehead. That's for damn sure. But make sure, make sure you go download every single episode. And again, get us to 20,000 subscribe to the Tony Michaels podcast on YouTube. Very, very super important. Super. Woo! That's been your edition of Bone in a Week. If you're on our show or live, we have several announcements right after this. Bonehead of the week. Bonehead of the week. So we got a couple announcements to make. Mm-hmm. Number one, I want to thank Jeremy London for sticking with us. Yeah. Any other guests would been like, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. He was committed. He And I'm glad because he had, a, you know, he had a yeah, good story to a tell. great story. I'm glad he came. I'm glad he told the story. I'm glad he told us about Mall Rats too. I'm excited mm-hmm. about the possibility of having more Kevin Smith sequels. That's, that's exciting. Um, So thank you, Jeremy, again, once again. And my friend, we'll have you back. Uh, again, whether your internet's good or not, uh, it yeah. worked. The audience loved it. The audience heard you, even though I had the whole. We got to find a way to yeah. allow to pipe it in to pipe, yeah, to call in so that yeah. they can hear, you know, both of yeah. us and right. We and as a backup is what yeah, yeah, mean. yeah, because they couldn't. He couldn't hear Gabe. Yeah, yeah, um, because I have my headphones on. That's why I, I have my think headphones I, on. I think I, I think I know how. Okay. Well, we'll figure that out. We'll figure out a plan B. We'll figure out a plan B because we had we had several guests this week. We had uh, Texas Paul. We had Hi Fi Mm -hmm. from the Radicalized Pod, and then we had Jeremy London, yeah, from Mallrats. And he told us a great story about how he he's trying to get his dad back um, from the Trump abyss, right? But he's doing it. But he's doing it. Other announcement I want to make again. I want to give a shout out and thanks to Brandon, Britt, Brooke, Jan Z. Chris E, Mar- Margie, Robin, and MJ as the shout outs for Patreon. Thanks to all your support over on Patreon. Uh, a few people are requesting some different tiers. So I'm working on some different ideas of what I can do for some different tiers because people wanted um, some different tiers other than 5, 10, and 20. And you can go to the Patreon, you can mm-hmm. support at 5, 10, 20. I think you mean no one's going to pay for the $50,000 one? You know, I'm waiting. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you? See yeah, that? Come yeah, on, yeah. That's good. I, I would, I would. Here's, here's what I would do. Because yeah. I had this question. Someone said, "What would you do if someone actually paid you the fifty thousand dollars and you wouldn't do your show?" I'm like, "No, our show would still be on. I just wouldn't be talking." Yeah. I would like, I would like, I maybe I'd give Gabe or someone else a part of the money to come on and just talk, <laughs> and then I wouldn't be saying anything. So, as long as I shut up. Yeah, I believe I mean, that I would think that's my what problem. it is. If you pay fifty thousand dollars, right. Tony will shut I up for a month. Won't talk. Yeah. Right. Doesn't mean the show won't go on. And if you pay fifty thousand dollars a month, hell, I'll stay shutting up. I'll just pay someone else <laughs> to do the talking for me. With fifty thousand dollars, I think I can find Man. someone to do the talking for me for a little while. So yes, at the fifty thousand dollars is a little bit out of people's range. I think that was the the joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they want some different tiers. So I'm but coming up with know. some different you ideas. You never know what someone will pay. You that's know? true. That's true. So I might I might do some polls over the weekend. So everyone out there that's interested um, to know about 
uh, my Patreon, just go to thetonymichaels.com. You can go over there um, and you can see, and I'll have some polls up and you can see some of the posts on there. I put public posts and I put um, supporter posts only, uh, but you can go over there. I'll put the polls public so you can tell me what you think. Um, so I might do some polls this weekend on different things that I could do in different tiers, if that's what you want to have. Also, happy birthday uh, to Kaylin again. Mm-hmm. And then um, I want to thank the moderators also um, for uh, being here. And more importantly, you in the audience, you are the best audience in the world. Yeah. I, truly, I truly believe that. And you mm-hmm. know what? While I'm at it, I might as well pimp the merch. Go to store.detonymichaels.com. Store.detonymichaels.com. This is the Ron DeSantis can go fuck himself. We brought up Ron DeSantis. I mean, that is especially true this past couple weeks. It is. That fucking scumbag. Him and the the banning books. I don't even know how that fascist Hitler wanted to Not only the banning books, but saying, I'm going to now reject any legislation that would come after gas stoves. When in reality, only 8% of the state of oh Florida God. uses gas stoves. 92% I, I would almost electric. Bet, I would almost bet bottom dollar. Bottom dollar. If you go look at that 8%, and if you could go around and find them and poll them of exactly their ideology, I almost bet that it would be more liberals use gas stoves than Oh, dollar. probably, yeah. Almost bet. Yeah. Almost. I would almost bet. Bet my YouTube channel on it, maybe. While we're at it, why don't you subscribe to that YouTube channel that I'm betting on? Um, We're trying to get to 20,000. Subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. That's right. And download every single episode every single weekday, Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. We do it live. We do it live on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. Speaking of YouTube, uh, there is a new channel that are a content creators channel, the Upwire. Go to upwire.com. You can find that YouTube channel. Go subscribe there. There's a bunch of creators that are putting content over there on the Upwire. So um, we're over there posting our show live. So do that as well. And if you're on Facebook, help follow us on Facebook. Why not? Mark Zuckerberg won't be too goddamn mad about that. Everybody, I hope you have a safe weekend. Now be, be safe. Come back Monday, same time, same place. Noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific, right here on the interwebs. Surf's up, motherfuckers. You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them. Murphy's Meal Barn, head-ass speaking.